Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Tito Labine. This is the Impulse Show. And with me, as always, looking scrumptious. Thank you. Jeffrey Keeble. Thank you. I mean, I guess we could have been talking about Lyle, but. Yeah, you know what? You know, Lyle's not been looking as scrumptious lately. And you know what I think it is? Mm-mm. I think it's a little bit of sickness you got going on. White man. Because someone got him sick. Took me down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who got you sick, man? Who is that? I'd like to think I took away your pain. <laughs> so please don't let my brother suffer no more this weekend. I felt so terrible on Saturday, like when we were coming back. Like even like after like we got done filming and uh, you were just like, you're like, yeah, man, I was out there. I was like, no, dude, I could hear it in your voice. And then on the way back, it was just. It was bad. out. Yeah, it was out. I didn't know if I was going to wake up. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> going down for that long nap. Yeah. <laughs> right before I took that nap, I was like, I just hope I see the sunrise. But <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you wake up to me and Tito arguing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I woke up. Uh, first time I woke up, I just heard, I'm a man that admits his mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> All you heard was just like a little giggle, and I was right back out. <laughs> I still don't even know what you guys were talking about. Uh, I have no idea. I can't remember either, but it, it was me. I was like, I was like, because he was saying it all weekend. Yeah. He was like, I'm a man who admits my mistakes. So I was like, I'm a man who admits my mistakes. Yeah, that's then, all I woke up to. Yeah. Due to your little pounded on your chest thing that you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, that's on me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a man. I'm like, uh, he admits his mistakes. Uh, he's wrong. Uh, Prideful. Yeah, I, I have don't know. no idea what you guys were talking about. I, I think about. ERX just brings out the Karen and Tito, though. May, maybe, man. It <laughs> must be something in that air. I don't know. He was cranky and crabby all fucking weekend and, yeah. and just wasn't goes, performing yeah. up to par. I mean, I'm glad. How dare you say performing up to par? I was the par. You weren't performing. I was. Up to par. I expect. Performing. No. You didn't even no. go through the clips. I did too. And I'm uh-huh. like, man, he's, uh-huh. he's better than this. He's better than this. I was on he's it. better than this. 120, baby. <laughs> he's better than this. 120 but frames. Hey, I was like, you know what? Clips. You know what? I was like, I'll let this weekend slide. He we also all, put me in a terrible position as well. We all have off weekends. <laughs> Wish I could be where I'd want to be, but. You know. What I tried putting you in other don't even start, you <laughs> motherfucker. I tried, like I tried setting you up. <laughs> I just hot girl out there. You didn't want it. <laughs> I even fucking I even offered I'll start GoPros if you want to go stand over in the sketchy spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You wanna get roosted? <laughs> Good trade off. Yeah, you wanna be covered in dirt? <laughs> Someone had to do it. <laughs> I stood over there on qualifying. Me and uh Jay Willie. Yeah. I can, we were getting roosted by that split lane. Dude, <laughs> even that uh that open gate by the Talladega turn. Yep. Uh it was me, uh me, Paul, Tony, and Casey. And one of the uh, pro light guys went a little wide. I think his name's like uh, 77 Funk. Yeah. I mean just a little too wide. Okay, not a he went a lot wide. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even the racing line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trying to make a new and, one. And uh, man, he just roosted the shit out of us. And like, I got hit in the back, lower kidney with a with a rock. It's probably what uh you know, 
put me off for the weekend was just no taking a shot to the kidney. <laughs> you know, any anybody's no. gonna <laughs> no anybody you know be a little <laughs> off. No. You see the world's greatest fighters go out uh-huh. on a shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you get those body shots that just you know are so hidden. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> why why are you like this right now? I see Ali go down like that. <laughs> Some of the greatest. Oh my god. Even I Jordan know. had an off day. Are you, are you just trying to piss me off? I don't know what you're talking about, man. Like I said, even Michael Jordan had off weekends. Uh, <laughs> off weekends? No, it's not off day. Yeah. <laughs> so one day. Yeah, went the whole weekend, no? Yeah, one day. Uh, no, but... Uh, started Thursday, though. Thir- yeah, Thursday. Dude, I was so dead, man. Like, I was... He, he comes out the track and so I'm... So hot. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, he doesn't look happy. And then... And then we... Um, and then we're walking, and I'm like, you all right, dude? I was like, I got to stop by and grab his GoPro. So he's like, well, I guess I'll come with you. I'm like, you don't have to. You can go back to the trailer. He's like, man, I'm just, I'm so fucking thirsty. I've been, <laughs> I've been out here for four hours. I'm like, we all have been out here for four hours. No, he he's like, no, he oh, well, I was in the sun. I'm like, hello. Like, we're all in the sun. Like, I don't in get- the shade. See, look at he's projectile. Oh god, I hate, I hate this guy because so I hate like because he's uh, uh, he thinks that like because he's suffering, it's the worst day ever. Right. And I'm like, dude, like I don't get what where you're coming at with all this. Like I'm thirsty too, but I ain't no bitch. This is why I can't say anything. <laughs> but I just wish. Anytime I'm under- like, anytime I'm like, hey, oh, I'm, I'm thirsty. He's like, oh, I ain't no oh. bitch. No, 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 no. It wasn't, oh, I'm thirsty. He's like, man, I've been out there for four hours. I've been filming. I've been... Man, I'm thirsty. I'm like, okay, like, I get it. You're thirsty. Like, no, he didn't. Re- he wasn't like, oh, I accept that you're that you're thirsty and you're tired. He's like, mm, I've been on you too. Well, yeah, we all I've been, been out on there. you too. Brody, Kitzman, fucking I, dude, Brown Town. I, yeah, they all said it too. They're like, dude, I'm fucking hot. I'm thirsty. I was like, me too. Yeah, all four of us. But you were crabby all day. I was pretty because I was sick. <laughs> because I was, I was like still sick, man. He was sick. <laughs> Do you know uh, Lyle Exhibit A? Hello, Lyle didn't bitch. No, no, Lyle is sick because of me. Exhibit A. Yeah, evidence, but he, he didn't evidence. complain. He didn't complain because he got sick at the very end of the day. How'd you ah. feel though on Saturday? Sick. I didn't feel that great. Yeah. See, you wouldn't have even <laughs> noticed. <laughs> oh, See we that? all we all noticed. <laughs> I didn't notice until, until the end when he was just like, hey, bro. He's like, I'm like, how are you feeling now? And you're like, oh, but he still performed. The, the pro. Still, still got the shots. Yeah. I still got the shots. What are you talking about? <laughs> I co- still got the shots. I complained all day. Wh- which day only- did I not perform for filming? Friday. And why didn't I perform? What do you mean? What, what was off? <laughs> I like, will admit. I need super, examples. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, I will admit. Friday, super, super stock. Snapchats. Uh, forgot the Pro 4 he got, stuff. He didn't even get the Visser rollover because he was Visser busy watching. Visser doesn't matter. And I was filming. I was <laughs> still it. filming. Missed it. I was still filming. I was still filming. <laughs> Saw it. I wasn't the one that was taking a Snapchat. <laughs> I was working. <laughs> this goes, Look at this guy. <laughs> he just hates when I'm right. <laughs> he goes, Snapchat, saw it. Saw it. But he was like, oh, I wasn't. Camera pointing the other way. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't exactly. your Snapchat. Actions over to the right, camera's pointing left. <laughs> and then he's like, the whole context of things, he's just like not blowing it out of proportion. Oh, um, my God. I. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> 
Blood pressure is rising. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I have gray hair. No, the, uh, the, the super stock thing that, um, Ah, Superstock like, was Superstock. Like, well, we're standing. Like, like when, that sucked. I hated that. When I seen it, I was just like, "All right, like, all right, like, I put you in a bad position. Like, that one's on me." And that's when I was like, "All right, dude, next for these next races, take the seventy two hundred and go stand out over here." Yeah, but that finished. Yeah, finish yeah. Line. So we adjusted. We got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is at this point. I mean, there's still good footage to be used. I mean, I look through it and I'm like. Well, the thing of it too is there's like three of us. I mean, when you when you get those fucking shots of like Bob Brand rolling over and like Rosales, like all that, I will like admittedly so like all like all bullshit aside, like that does take precedence over, you know, somebody sliding through Ziggler cat turn or whatever it may be. Like shots like that are just really good. Mm-hmm. And you and you got you know like I said Rosales, he got the only, Brand, the only got crash fucking, I missed was fucking the, the Visser crash. <laughs> But then I ended up, I missed the Ricky G crash. I missed Holter. Um, it's just CJ. I couldn't see CJ from where I was standing. Sorry. You, you, you can't. I, I got. No, no. Hey, we still got the chat. I got Thank like. You, Caleb. I got Thank like. You, Caleb. I got like the front of his like truck, like kind of going through the air and then him landing. <laughs> that that was about it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't see from there. But um, no, man. I mean, I don't know. It's just a weird weekend. I, just, I felt like dog shit. Yeah, it's fine. Same. No, I won't lie either. I had, I, I was having trouble shooting on Friday. I think it was the clouds that were fucking with me, though. Same. Well, so, I mean, that was the only thing for me. It was I, I would, like, I would start filming, and then, like, like seriously, as soon as you push record, then a cloud would pop in. <laughs> yep. and, and obviously, I shoot super dark anyways. So when the clouds came, it was like pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? No contrast here. Yeah. yeah. See, I had the opposite. I shoot kind of lighter than Jeffrey. And then when the clouds went away, <laughs> blowing out. <laughs> I was like, well, you got to have half of it shot good. The other half is super yeah. blowing out. Of but this that's clip. why we have $30,000. <laughs> and it was fucking smoky as shit there too. I wonder if that, like, that didn't, or I wonder if that played a uh, factor into the air quality was like what, like one sixty or some shit like that, one thirty? Yeah. yeah, no, it was pretty bad. Um, but no, I mean, it was just overall. I mean, I think the clouds, and then Friday was like cloudy, cloudy. Dude, like, I could see this. I could look directly at the sun. It was just like a red, yeah, red yeah, dot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just a weird day for Friday, and then Saturday. I think, and Saturday shooting was fine. I was, I was in it to win it on Saturday. Yep, vibes were up, vibes were high, vibes were halfway high. You're still crabby half the day. On Saturday? Yeah, I think until like we all had to. I'll admit, I guess, I'll admit I guess, Friday I was. I guess what what I, <laughs> I guess for me is like because at the end of the day, like we're all, you know, we're getting ready, every day's done, and then you're all pepped up, and you're like, all right. <laughs> all right, you, you boys ready to go home now? And I'm like, bro, like you're. You, the wrong hype is at the wrong time right now. I will admit Friday, <laughs> half the day for sure, I was uh, still a little affected. Saturday, though, remember, because I woke up and you were like, time to wake up. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, you were like, no, you're like, not today. I was like, you know what? You're right. I was like, got it. I was like, let's make today great. Let's fucking do it. And all day held it, held the yeah. energy. Well, then the other thing, too, is like, I think uh, maybe Saturday I was... Not getting sick, but I did throw up on Saturday. I didn't tell you guys that. Damn. 
So Cute. I think I was a little under the weather. Would you throw up? It's okay to be vulnerable. Uh, <laughs> um, during the fucking super stock truck races. Oh, what? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Liver failure. Yeah. All right. See that? See but that? no, no. But I think uh, it was just uh, one of those things where we were super busy, not only doing what we need to do, but the super stock. Yeah. Handling of all the money. Um, yeah, we might have um, bit off a little bit more than we could chew. Yeah, you yeah. know, then, then it was just a, <laughs> then it was like, a, uh, it was just a shocker as far as like, damn, we did this all last year, <laughs> you yeah, know, running right. around and getting interviews and backstories and everything. And I'm like, fuck, I was like, damn, well, we weren't paid enough to do this. <laughs> well, to be fair, we were only shooting one class. So we were out there for pro two, really. I mean, what, like if we could get shots for like pro pro four, that was like the deal. Whereas this year, it's just like, almost like, oh, well, we don't have rush. So now we can't, now we're in the mentality of like, we can go out and get shots for all the pro classes. Yeah. But then now it's like a one-off of like a, like a rush style weekend, Mm -hmm. but we still have that mentality of like going out and getting pro shots and stuff. Yeah. Even though, you know, Brody's there and he's the one doing, you know, photos or videos and stuff we still had that mentality like oh we got to get out there for all this stuff so yep, yep. um i i mean i still i still had fun i i enjoyed um <laughs> just kind of contributing to to like super stock and like the whole cardboard check yeah you know and kind of just uh you know interviewing these guys like hearing their stories and um no man like i i had i had fun i'm glad i'm glad it's a one-off yep, yep. i'll tell you that um yeah. I think it's different when you do something like Rush. I think you have to do a, a one episode or a, like a one ser- like one class thing. Yeah. It's so hard to do multiple. Because then that's that's kind of reminds me of, of our first season of Rush. So we did all Pro 4, but then we were also doing Keegan. Yep. Oh. And and climbing. And was that, were we doing Kenda stuff too, right? No. Was that 2021? <clears throat> uh, might have been. I think we were, we were doing Kenda stuff too. Could have been. Who knows? But anyways, it was definitely a wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. And even though it's only been one year out and I'm like, yeah, I was like, I don't, unless we get paid yeah. to do we, something like that again, I will. We were going to do two classes this year. Yeah. We're going to do two, pro two and pro four this year. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been dope. That would have been hard. That would have been. Can you imagine you, especially like me and Jeffrey get to stay out there, but you got to yeah. run back and forth between both races. Well, and and that's another thing too with like covering CJ or Johnny is in like CJ like in stock, yep. and then it's like spec light, and then it's like if we're still doing our original um, docu series thing, then it's like going back for mm-hmm. Kyle Greaves, and then going back for Turbo, and then Pro Two for Keegan, and then Pro Four for Johnny and CJ. Yeah. It's and and like I don't mind it. Like I, I or I guess I'm sorry, I don't want to say that because Jeffrey's over there. <clears throat> you know, got his gavel already. <laughs> yeah, he's smiling at you as soon as you're talking. Yep. Like, go ahead, go yep. ahead, keep going, brother. Yep, <laughs> yep. yep. No. <laughs> Fucking explain my day, and he's over there twisting in his chair, <laughs> smiling. He's like, just say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, well, I no, I, I, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of a uh, lot of moving parts, and I think you know, like for me, my mindset is hearing you guys in I think 2020 when you wanted to start GoPros and they just weren't getting started. So then that became like a point of pride for me then in 21, 22 yep. and this year where I want to make sure that those are started. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are 
I don't know, 21, 22, those were so valuable. Mm -hmm. But then this year it's like, it almost doesn't feel as valuable because we're going to a different approach of like how we're editing videos. We don't necessarily need. Yeah. Yeah. We need those like practice qualifying for sure. Something different. But during the race, it's like, okay, we might be able to use them if something happens. So yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely, cause I think we're still in that mindset of still doing rush, still trying to capture certain events like this yeah. weekend in pro four class was definitely <sighs> a woozy, uh, a doozy. And for me, even it kind of brought, like it was a surreal feeling. I'm just like, Oh shit. Like now I wish we were doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. to see the drama that unfolded this weekend, which we'll get into later was amazing. Yeah. It was, it was a big drama fest, man. And it wasn't just the pros either. Like, after we got done doing Superstock. Superstock, yes, like celebrations, uh, champagne checks, payments, like meows. all that stuff, meows, dude. <laughs> like I was like, dude, like this is a great way to end it. And I go to go pick up GoPros, and three of the guys aren't back yet. I'm like, okay, like I'm waiting around, kind of driving around, really. And uh, one of the guys gets back, and and like him, his wife, they're like, oh well, they're. They're saying this, they want this done, you know, protest this is, is happening. And um, I go to the other two and they're, you know, saying yep. like, hey, like, I believe that this front end is is illegal and yep. um, I'm going to, you know, make sure it's protested. And then anything come of that? So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I do know that <clears throat> actually our guests who we're going to have on today, um, they called him up for this for for the. The front end, he said. Oh, he right. didn't. He didn't know who it was for, but they had asked him his opinion on mm. on on how the front should be. Nice. I don't know. I mean, we can ask him. I might as well. And just say like, what like what was your diagnosis? Yeah, or your you know your your thoughts or whatever. But yep. um, I I don't know how it went, and it just seems like if we did do a full season of Superstock, that this would be like a a talking point. Yeah, uh, dramatic. Um, conversation piece. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, no, just drama filled. And actually it got me and I I don't think, unfortunately that I don't, I I more so talk to myself a lot (laughs) 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 and about ideas and everything. And, you know, um, you know, it's like, how long can we keep doing this? Yeah. You know, how is this, Sustainable, sustainable, not even sustainable, but how is this going to be keep being fun for us? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I started thinking about it and uh, I think we talked about it just a little bit on the way home. Um, You know, I was like, oh man, I was like, maybe, and I was talking to Mike about it, Mike Roth. And I was like, oh, maybe we, we go more of a journalistic approach. Yeah. Next year. You know, we drop, we drop all of our clients. Um, we try to do marketing partnerships with the sponsors of the sport, and hopefully we can gather more um, coming into the sport or coming back or whatever it may be. Um, but I was like, oh man, it'll be cool because I was like, I was like, I had to relook at everything. I was like, what are we all good at? Yeah, and I'm like, I look at Tito, good at journalism. Good at bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm. Good. Good. <laughs> Overall, good round, like, person to do the journalism and, and keep people's attention. I mean, the Monday Morning Reflections is a fucking hit. 
Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and your and your your eye to certain words and how you do it. I was like, I was like, that's where he's gonna shine. Yep. Yeah. And then Lyle, I'm like, we can still do videos. And I'm like looking at more of like where me and Lyle come from as far as like the motocross background. So you got Vermoto, Racer X, Trans World, yep. um, Meta. You got all these other brands, Gypsy Tales, Papa Max. You know, you guys, got, we got all these other things that I look into and I, and I not so much do my research, but I observe and I'm like, oh, dude, that'd be fun to do. Yeah. Which the Monday morning reflections, the press yep. conferences, like everything that I guess we're doing now. I'm like, dude, maybe this is the route that we take. And. During the off season, maybe we really hit it hard. But looking at Lyle, I'm like, he's really good at video editing, his style, and we could just create content for us and still help the series out in a way. And then me, you know, I would like to go back to photography and yeah. maybe start trying to write a little a column or two. And you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like not saying that this train is coming to an end, but yeah, I just think that for order for us to keep pushing the sport into the way that we have done it, I mean, you look at everything, Rush, Rush 2, um, what we're doing for the SST, what we're doing with the Monday Morning Reflections, the press conferences, yeah. like we are starting to become more of a journalis- journalistic um, media. Yeah, media. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's like, well, next year, why not try to go full board with it? You yeah. know, and instead of relying on clients, we just, again, we just follow the the drama, if you will. And obviously we have a great platform with our podcast and everything. So yeah. it's like, why not go that route? Yeah. So we're not yeah. like constrained or restricted to like one client. And, mm-hmm. and then again, there's nothing wrong with it, <clears throat> but I don't know. Like it, it does feel a little bit different this year from like the year before. And then last year is just because. It's like we had like a set goal. We had a passion. Yep. Something we wholeheartedly believed in and we're putting a lot of effort and, and yeah. love into. Mm-hmm. And then this year, it's just like, I don't know. I don't want to like bring the vibes down or like sound like a bummer, but nobody bought into it then. Yeah. Yeah. And then coming into this year, it was just kind of like a like a shrug of the shoulder thing. Like, well, I guess, I guess we get back to doing, you know, weekend bangers, you yep. know, kind of thing like weekend warrior stuff. And and that was what I always believed that you guys, I believe, I believe that you guys were more than that. And and that's why we did rush and we did rush too. And, and we are capable, like it's so much more than that, but it's just, I think it's just a tough industry to be in right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right there. And I'm like, all right, well, how do we go from where it once was and try to bring it back to where it's at now? Yeah. You know, like the good old days where Johnny G and Jeff Kincaid and everyone was getting paid. Everyone had major sponsors. We had Chevy. We had Ford. We had Dodge. We had everyone here in in the sport. And it's like, what? how can we bring all that back? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and nothing against the series, nothing against anyone. But it's like, you know, I love this sport. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. You know, I want. I don't know, mate. Like I said, it'll be more of an off-season topic or an off-season discussion between all of us because not only that, but then we got Snowcross. Yeah. So then it's like, how do we go into that and make it like a year-round thing? Yeah. Because then it's nice to have that little break between Snowcross and off-road. Yes. And then we go, you know, then we're just busy all year-round. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And like I said, we're we're everyone. I would like to think likes us. 
<laughs> and <laughs> and we're very personable and and you know so it's like let's take that and run with it and let's just be you know take what we have yeah we're evolving yeah evolving so yeah. so i don't want to say so much but i mean from where you guys were in, i guess where all of us were in 2020 you know i was yep. doing my own thing you guys are doing your thing then we came together for rush did a pretty much a dry run figured it out <clears throat> did rush too had down had like a, a set of like tasks yep. like weekend like like we knew what, what the job was yep and then this this year it's just like we don't have that and it feels like such a discombobulated mess where we have a lot of time on our hands so now we're just like we don't feel busy and i feel like doing that busy work is what kind of drives us to to almost put more into it yes exactly and i think that's what it is is like we're not as busy and not that saying i'm bored or anything but like yeah i don't want to say i'm bored either but there are times <laughs> where we get our shots and we're just like well yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because the 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 game of it is changing man like we like even two years ago last year you could put out a, a clip banger for 12 seconds nine seconds yeah or what hour however it develops and it was great now this year it's like well that's already been done yeah now what else do we got to do yeah you know exactly. like we, we got to try to change <laughs> and and you've all like you two have always been like one step ahead of everyone else it seems like yeah like with the whole three-tier thing um the the slow motion bangers the music like it just seems like you guys were always like one step and it seems like this year we were not sure where to go how yeah. to do it how to navigate these yeah. waters because nowadays unfortunately it's all about clicks likes views yep. shares all that stuff and now we're trying to navigate that yeah yep and that's what I was talking to Mike about this weekend and he asked me about all that and I was just thinking the same thing I was like it's almost becoming I don't want to say like a step backwards, but it feels like a step backwards. Cause I told him, I was like, I don't want to be the guy that is like just doing bangers per yeah. se. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like we've done that. It's, I mean, like you said, it's cool getting those clips and everything, getting them all, but I don't want to be just that. Yeah. Like we did rush. Like you said, like we took it up a step and now it feels like we're going back, back down. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause we don't know what to do now. Now we got this press conference stuff, which is nice. But it's like, what do we got to do next, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's all, and for me, <laughs> uh, with a certain company, <laughs> you know, I just felt like, I forgot who I was talking about it, but they're like, you guys got to click. Yeah. You know, like if you feel like you want to progress and the company that you're working for is not progressing, <clears throat> then it's like, are you guys really meshing well together then? Yeah, do you have the same mindset? Yeah, exactly. And for me, I'm like, I'm willing to go broke. I'm willing to go broke trying something new. And if I fail and say, all right, well, then let's look at what we did wrong and yeah. let's revamp it. And that's how we got where we are now. Yeah, exactly. So then now, um, now it's like, all right, like, not that we're bored, but not, and not that we feel like we're failing, but it's like, hey, man, we took a giant step back. Yeah. And, and nothing gets no one else in the industry or anything, yeah. but. Like for us, you know, I'm, we're trying to push the limits yeah. and stuff. It's like, we're not satisfied with that now. Yeah. yeah so we exactly. tried a docuseries. It didn't like, I guess, work for everybody. I mean, everybody likes it, but. No one's willing to. Yeah. Invest. So now we're back to doing just, here's your Instagram clips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like, like I said, next year it's like, all right, like we'll let this year slide and we'll keep doing what we're doing. 
you know, and and to be truly honest, we already put our foot in the door as far as a journalistic yeah. approach yeah. with the press conference with our Monday morning reflections. Now it's like maybe it's up to me to be like, all right, maybe I write a column and yeah. maybe we discussed the drama that ha- happened this weekend and my take would be like Jeffrey's hot cakes or yeah. hot takes or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like start and then build a website. Yeah, <laughs> you like know, it's just, yeah. I don't know, just something that's, and it's like, it's not like we're reinventing the wheel. Yeah. You know, Rush was, was taken from the Torque series, docuseries that they had. Yeah. Like a or, combination of like. It was like inspiration. Yeah. And, and like uh Drive to Survive. Yeah, exactly. And then like what we're doing now, you know, we're doing what Race 1 used to do, you know, with Chris Horde and everything, you know. So it's not like we're trying to reinvent the wheel, but people need, the sport needs people like Race 1 and us yeah. And, yeah. and everything. But it just sucks because then either push push one person out or one thing out. And, Man, I- and, and for me, it's more of like, for me, it's like, all right, you have to spend money to make money. You know, it's like, yeah, you may go in the loss in the L bracket for this year, but next year you're going to either break even or. Yeah. Or you, like I said, it's all about yeah. progression. Yeah. And I think it, it, in a way it kind of is because we got called Friday to do something for a company. Oh yeah. 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 And then, I mean, that's nice to hear. Like they want us to do it and everything. Yeah. So that, that's where I think. Is like the next thing for us is doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For bigger companies. Yeah, yeah. and and I don't mind doing that because yeah. then it like <clears throat> I don't know it's something new. You know, it's it's like we're not following the same person, yeah. or the same people, or whatever. It's like, oh hey, focus on these guys, do this, and it's almost like a new task, yeah. then, or like a new challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like like we did with Rush. It was like a new challenge, a new yeah. like how can we go bigger and better? And then when we're it's when we're not doing it, then we just like I don't know. I I feel like we're like the uh, like that boxer who was like at the top and then now we don't have anybody fight or like, you know, like that war veteran. That was yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that saw the shit. Yeah. And then now being a cop's just not doing yeah. it no more. Yeah. <laughs> Getting trigger happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, so like, like I said, not to be a Debbie Downer, but you know, just a realistic yeah. approach of like, all right, Hey, next year you might not see us out there for all the classes. But hey, this is what we're going to be doing. You yeah. know what it also kind of sounds like? You know, because then I was telling even Tito, I was like, oh, well, then we don't even have to worry about Tito getting a vest. You know, Tito could just be a fucking a working fan. Yeah. In theory. You know, he brings around a camcorder, his little vlogging camera, and just does little yeah. short bits. And we try to get views. And like I yeah. said, we get views for our clients or whoever our marketing partnerships are. Like, we could be like, <laughs> oh, Vision Wheel presents... Um, drama Sunday yeah. or, or you know just something yeah. stupid like that and I mean it just shows know. that like hey we're trying to think of ways to step it up again yeah yes. I mean this is the conversations we have all the time just like how do we how do we push it forward again yeah yeah, yeah because- you know what it, you know also, also kind of sounds like and I, and I hate that I'm saying this but like that journalistic approach to things kind of sounds very like almost bar stool ish yeah yeah you yeah. know, kind of like that. Like well, I, I, I don't like bar stool <laughs> just cause it, I think it's just because it's a East coast humor thing where like their humor is like very, it like they're like dicks to each other and they're like, Oh, ha ha ha. It was just a joke. And it's like, like you can tell that was by your tone. Yeah. That that's not, that's not a joke. You can tell, I can tell you meant it, but you're playing it off as a joke. Yeah. And it's like, you're just being a fucking dickhead. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't like about bar stools. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but in a sense, I get like where you're going with it. And I think it's something that, yeah, that, that maybe we could be for short course or for off-road or dirt or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like branching out and trying something new. Like, man, even for like weddings, it's hard to get weddings. Yeah. yeah. Like we had a uh, price and then we even cut that in half and we're like, yeah, man, like we'll do a discount or whatever. And they're like, oh, it's too much. I'm like, well, I don't know what you want, man. Like there's three of us. Yeah. Even if there was like one or two of us, it's still the price of a one person yeah, exactly. videographer. And you're like, oh, it's too much. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know what to tell you other than like, these are like the market prices out there. And and you may find a friend who will give you like a severe discount and good on you. But yeah, man, you got to adjust some things. But yeah. Uh, do you have our uh, guest's phone number? No, I don't. Okay. I'll send it to you. Not like that with him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, Sorry. I mean, like I build the relationships, and that's about it. <laughs> and I just get forgotten. <laughs> and this uh, depressing <laughs> section is yeah. brought to you yeah. by <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no. Like I said, that, yeah, like I said, I mean, we're happy to be here. We're happy, like, like I said, we're we're all, just, we're just trying to like we're just trying to figure out what yeah. we can do next. This is just like an open like we're brainstorming right yeah. now. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, how, yeah. This, how can this, we make this, this different this, again? Our after weekend reflections. Yeah. So. And I don't, oh yeah, but then uh, maybe we'll get into it after this guest. But um, yeah, here we go. Hold special up. guest. Yeah, special guest. Special. And hopefully guest. returning guest time and time again. Yes. This. Our, you know, trying to make it a off road analyst. Yes. You know, you know, usually the the first one right after a race weekend. Yep. Kind of thing. Yep. And our next guest, he is a seven-time points champion. He is unrelenting. He is Kyle LaDuke. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? What's up? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you busy? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm> not- <laughs> No, dude, uh, we are excited and I'm sure, you know, everyone else out there listening is uh, super excited to, uh, you know, hear from you. I mean, I'm sure you've heard it all throughout the race season, but dude, everyone misses you, man. We, we want you back. We want you there. There's just something missing in off-road. Well, as much as that sucks, I, I appreciate hearing that, you know, it's, uh, it's a whole nother world, a whole nother battle that it's daily minute by minute and just trying to figure out your next six months and what this all hopefully it's got some positivity and we're you know i mean i'm i'm hard-headed so this isn't going to take me down but it's still a massive project and a massive undertaking to kill what i gotta kill and and do what i gotta do and try to come out healthy on the other end of it so it's a stupid thing that i mean there's millions of people doing the same thing i'm dealing with so um you know, anyone listening or at home that's got family in it, uh, all you just, just help. I mean, anything you can do, just a, a message or a call or anything, just to let them know you're thinking about them is, is definitely a, a huge help. So everyone that's, you know, that's been supporting me, you know, obviously you guys and, and Crandon and the fans and everybody with a website, like, dude, it's been, it's been stupid to see this side of things. Cause we've always supported people that are having issues or tough times in life. And, uh, but to be on this side of it is uh, very, very bizarre, but uh, it's, it feels good. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing of it too, is like, you know, given this platform, whatever the reach may be is, you know, we, what else, like, and I know, like you said, you're, you're hardheaded and, and uh, your pops came and talked at Andy go, uh, you know, about asking for help, but you know, is there any other ways that we, you know, that we can help you out with things? You know, we got the, you know, the, the, the website, uh, the merchandise and everything that goes towards you, you know, they did the dinner at Crandon. I mean, anything that we can do to, to keep, keep up with this, because I mean, like you said, that, that kind of stuff, it doesn't sleep. It doesn't go away, you know, after one charity event or after, you know, one, one run of merchandise, like, you know, there's always going to be something that we can do to, to, you know, help you out. Well, I guess I'll put it this way. Um, we, we aren't, uh, upside down, selling our house, selling our trucks and cars and, and trying to, uh, survive. So fortunately, uh, companies, uh, like monster energy, uh, WD 40, uh, they did not bat an eye at supporting me during all of this and helping me take the time, um, and help me financially to get through this. Um, you know, Toyota tires made a contribution as well. So there's all of my sponsors have gone massively above and beyond, um, so we're okay. Uh, the, the fundraising stuff is simply, um, to look at treatments outside of the United States, um, outside of my insurance coverage. Uh, my wife has us on amazing insurance. Everything's been covered, what we've been doing, but to go outside of the country and get other things because I have such a snarly, rare, stupid cancer, uh, it, it costs money. It costs, I've got quotes right now to go to Mexico and do some treatments for 30,000 and then an additional 18,000. And, you know, those numbers are real numbers that add up along with copays and doctor stuff. Like it gets, it gets gnarly, but you know, we're not, we're not upside down backwards right now. So I, you know, what people are, are donating and, and giving is going to get me treatments that I'm not allowed to get legally here in the United States. Um, so that would make it very difficult for me to do. And fortunately, you know, they've been uh, massive donations at Crandon and just on the website and just across the board personally. Uh, it's it's going to allow me to be able to do that and not even bat an eye at it. So that's that's very important and, uh, you know, important to me and my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, any sort of um, whether you wanted it to sound like it or not, but. Uh, any kind of reassurance, man, is, is, is wonderful to hear anything, you know, proactively. I mean, again, like I know that it's obviously affecting you, your family and everybody else like that, but, uh, to proactively kind of go out and try it, think outside the box, man, is, is, is great to hear any sort of reassurance is great to hear, you know, coming from you, especially. Yeah. I mean, it started out really bad. I had some, some swollen lymph nodes on the side of my neck during uh, the last weekend at Crandon. And normally you get those when it, with an infection and I've had them before. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, went in and had them tested just to make sure I was safe and uh, they didn't like what they saw. So then we did some more scans and it showed that I had a, a, a giant tumor up in my sinus cavity under my eye. Um, and that spread to all my lymph nodes. And I basically had this giant softball thing on the side of my neck of it trying to spread and it started to grow out of my nose and started pushing up into my eye socket. It was really bad for uh, a minute. Um, so that being said, all honesty, it was like emergent that I got treatment right away on chemotherapy to see if it could knock it down and stop it. Um, I didn't ask 
what a time frame looked like for life expectancy. If it was bad, just dude, if we got to go, let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, and they threw me right in it right away. Went, you know, it, and within the first month it dropped down to, to massive, uh, <laughs> massive signs of improvement. And, uh, that was about nine months ago. So the chemo, the chemo, as much as I hate doing it, as much as it sucks, um, it's working. Um, but the fact that it's gotten to my bones and stuff, I still need to get another two to three months of, of chemo and then this other alternative treatment in Mexico. So just uh, a lot of things to still capture um, and, and maintain and be proactive, but it's, uh, it's working. The chemo is working. The other option is it doesn't work and they basically write you off and you uh, try to figure your shit out. But <laughs> right now it's working. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate that it is because I've met and talked to people that it has not. So, um, yeah, it's a scary situation for sure. Man. I mean, that, and, and like I said, for, for us, for hopefully everyone, uh, you know, listening, that is, you know, pretty big reassurance, you know, on things, you know, I'm, I'm glad everything's working out relatively speaking for what's happening. And, um, again, you know, we're, we're excited. We're, we're hoping, yep. you know, everything works. We're hoping that you come back because, uh, at the start of the season, man, you know, you were, you were out, Johnny G went for a tumble and it just seemed <laughs> like then that pro four class was just missing a lot of main characters. And it, and it kind of looked like that CJ essentially was going to be walking away with the, with the pro four points championship, but that has not happened so far this year. he, had a weekend yeah. at Andigo, Crandon was a different story, and then we get into ERX. So I know that you've been watching. I know that uh, you know you've been kind of following how things happen. And I guess just the reason we're bringing you on is to be our off-road analyst for uh, after the race weekends. Get your hot takes on things. What is so far your uh, take on CJ essentially not walking away with the Pro Four Points lead right now? Well, I'll, I'll leave his name out of it for the, the moment, but the pro, <laughs> not in a bad way, but the pro four I, in quotes shit show. I mean, it, it sucks yeah. to watch. I mean, I've been, I've been a part of the shit show as well, but, um, it's, it's, uh, it, there's times where it's basic. And then there's times where it's so bad and so ugly and so embarrassing. You're like, what? what is happening? I was, I was talking with, uh, Tanner Stevenson yesterday, just about some of the stuff from the weekend. And yep. he's like, you know, me and him were both were like, dude, it's like, it's like they all just want to go out there and prove something. Like they've all got a chip on the shoulder and they're all going to go smash and crash and, and, and do whatever it takes to win these races. And like, it's not, it's, I, I can't talk because that's how I've lived my entire life. Do whatever the hell you got to do to win a race. <laughs> But looking at it from the outside, and now I I might see myself maybe go back and watch some of my races, but <laughs> seeing it from the outside, the mistakes that totally change all of these races are so minor and so basic uh, that if a couple little things were fixed with some of the drivers, you know, and it would be a whole different game. It would be a great, a great layout. You know, you, you look at the hairpin at ERX and, and, you know, I talked to Jimmy Henderson today on the phone, uh, texting and stuff, but he missed downshifts. He went to third instead of second, like, and then it just turns into an absolute crash fest in the corner. Yeah. Um, and it just makes, you know, I seen Cole Mamer come down the hill, 
go off that little double gap little thing that they did. And he whipped it in so early. I, I was watching with Amber and the kids at the house and I just yelled out too early, too early. <laughs> like before he even got there, I saw him whip it off the double and I'm like, Oh my God, like, I've thrown it in some corners, but I was like that. No, that's counterproductive there. And he missed it by 10 feet. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't suck. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. like, Oh guys, an idiot. Like, no, it's just, they're, they're stupid little super really basic mistakes that, would really change the outcome for a lot of these guys. Um, never mind CJ or, or Johnny or all these guys. But um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely watch it and criticize as as CJ would sitting on the couch watching me race. Um, but uh, the last thing I want to do is tell everyone they're doing it wrong because I, I still plan to go out there and race them. So I'm not here to educate anybody. But uh, <laughs> I'll get I'll give my take on it for sure. Yeah, uh, so what is your um like I said, then let's kind of get into uh ERX. I think the first thing I'd like to talk about is uh again, since you brought up Cole and uh and RJ on that day one, um, like you said, Cole threw it in super early or or maybe he threw it in super hard and he hit RJ. There was a there's a GoPro yeah. facing out and uh hit RJ and uh took him out for the day. You know, what what are your thoughts on that? Is that another simple mistake where you're just like, man, like you, you did that too late or do you think, cause I don't think it was necessarily a lack of talent, but maybe a lack well, of judgment. Okay. okay. So if you go to, if you go off an off ramp on a freeway and there's a giant U-turn sign at the end of it, do you go in there at 90 thinking it's going to be a 90 degree corner? No, you know, it's a damn hairpin. So all of those guys know exactly what corner they're coming down to. And, and our, if RJ over rotated or, or maybe had not downshifted or made a slight mistake, these guys should be good enough to be able to react somewhat or at least clutch the thing and, and, and see it coming. Um, if they're looking at the corner and focusing on passing and not even acknowledging where the other car is, then it just becomes a demolition derby. So I can't speak for either driver of what they did right or wrong. Obviously RJ was pissed enough to where he felt he did nothing wrong was just going around the corner. It looked a bit over rotated to me, but I, they don't show it good enough on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mamer has a truck in front of him, yep. you know, it, that's, that's it. There's no, there's no, there's no way to argue it. Um, if, if you stop on the track, if RJ start stopped in the corner and he hit him, then RJ would have been like, dude, I'm sorry. Like I stalled the truck. Like I fucked up. But the fact that RJ was so pissed, it's like, dude, I'm a, I'm a giant race car in front of you. You're obviously coming in too hot potentially, and you you, you smoked me. Like, um, there's no way any of it is on purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I don't know. I, I I don't know the exact situation. I've been in all of them a thousand times. I've had my foot slip off the brake pedal before. I've had all these things happen. But unless the dudes talk it out at the end and, you know, realize one made a mistake versus the other, then uh, if you don't do that, then you're just going to go to the next race and hate each other. And it's great TV for us, but <laughs> not, uh, not good for, not good for, not really good for racing. You know, it's too much, too much chaos. Do you think it would have been different if Mamer hit RJ and didn't break RJ? Do you think it'd be a completely different story or do you think that RJ was pissed because shit broke? 
Um, well, I don't know. I think, I think RJ gets a little frustrated. Uh, you know, I don't know, two years ago, whatever he, he had it up for me because I, I slid inside of him on gravel pit and door slimed him and put him up on two wheels. And it was way too much. Um, you know, we had our conversations afterwards, but you know, this weekend I was texting him. Great race. Good job. It yeah. is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's different when you're parked because you've got all night to fix, piss yourself off about it. <laughs> what if, you know, we could have, we should have, they watch the video, social yeah. media, the guy's fixing the A-arm. He's walking at the driver's meeting. We see each other like, man, just, it just, it gets frustrating because, you know, RJ was ahead of him. And when you get hit from behind or something like that, it's, it's way worse than a, a, a flat out racing deal. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll move it right ahead, scroll forward a little bit to the next day when, um, CJ and RJ get in that battle. Yep. Um, and, uh, that he, I, I've watched it a thousand times. There's a sick ass drone shot from the backside of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's, I don't want to blame it on any single driver, but that was a hundred percent RJ, uh, CJ doing the wrong thing. I think, um, he was in the heat of the moment. You know, RJ was very fast. CJ just had to wait for a different spot to do it or bump him Like he's done up in the corner after it, like, um, to get it done. And, and he, to me, he put the truck in the wrong spot and drove up the back of RJ's truck. So RJ's out front. He lands off that jump. He sets for the corner. I mean, if, if CJ hits the back of his rear tire, good Lord, how could that be RJ's fault? Like, right. Like (laughs) he's not driving in the mirror. Like, okay, I'm going to block now. Like (laughs) dude, but everybody blames it on spotters. I I saw, you know, CJ's mom's upset at everybody at at the podium, but, I see they mentioned, look like it was talking about the radio or something, but if your spotter, if you, if you have a spotter that says, Hey, uh, CJ's going to pass you over this jump. He's going to be on your left swing wide real quick and take him out. And so that he crashes, like there's no time. You can't comprehend that kind of stuff that happens yeah. that quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they just looking for a, a bit of an escape go. Cause they don't, maybe CJ doesn't know what happened. I mean, he landed, he hits and he crashes. Like it happens really fast, but watching the TV show and watching the recap and the videos, it, uh, he definitely had plenty of room over there. There's a screenshot I have on my phone. He's landed over there. He's on the gas. CJ is on the gas driving towards RJ and RJ flips it for the corner and they touch tires. Like, I don't, I don't think it was a big deal for CJ to get upset. Maybe at the time he was, but, uh, you know, watching it later, it'd be like, man, that's weird. I don't know what happened. That was a dumb deal. Yeah. Do you, yeah. And, and that's kind of like what I think us three were uh, talking about as well was that uh, when CJ landed, he, you know, anticipated to set up for that corner and maybe he anticipated too early, turned it. And then RJ wasn't turned by then. And like you said, he flicked the truck and caught uh, CJ. You think if CJ had maybe braked a little bit or Again, you, you, you missed that turn by what? Five feet. Yeah. Maybe like maybe if CJ's back another five feet, misses RJ misses him, And then he ducks underneath and they have their battle. I mean, it, it's, is it something I don't want to say as well, simple as that, but I mean, that was, I don't, I don't know what CJ was planning to do, but you can't go through that corner too wide. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It's just physically no room. So he either over jumped it, landed, and, you know, just was too over anxious. And I've been guilty of that 1100 times, but, um, 
you know, I, I think it was just a bad judgment call on, on CJ's deal. There was room for him over there. Uh, if he lifted off the gas a little bit, uh, it would have been totally fine. And again, if it's a, it's an open wheel, open wheel touch, right? Like, so yep. RJ's rear tire is going forward. So it's raising up and CJ's is going down as it's going forward. So when those two worlds collide, there's a ricochet. So, um, you know, just surprised it didn't break axles, didn't break trucks. I mean, CJ hit the concrete and flipped and it was definitely ugly. Um, but RJ was a drive around like, oh man, what happened? Oh, CJ crashed behind me. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the people we were watching the race with were like, no, man, that was ugly, man. They got hit. Oh, that's crazy. And I'm like, well, I don't ever want to see anybody crash out. I want to see a battle. But I'm like, that was just a tire touching racing deal. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it, I think it, I don't know what it ever boiled down to at the podium there. With, you know, between everyone kind of exchanging words, but um, I don't, I don't think it was that big a deal. I think RJ was laughing it off because he's like, "Dude, seriously, like I didn't even know you existed at that time." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And for you to be telling me I took you out, like it's fucking ludicrous. Yeah. So yeah, that's almost exactly what happened at the podium. Is RJ was saying like, "I didn't even know you crashed." Like, and then CJ, yeah. like you said too, he's like, "Well, you have a spotter. Like, you should your spotter should have told you that I was on your left." No, there's no, if, if CJ has a spotter that tells him where I'm at, when me and CJ are racing, the guy's going to be talking nonstop. He's on your left. He's on your right. He's across over to your other side. He's up on the K road. Like you can't, you can't bring that much information. And plus, you know, stand, I've spotted from that tower. You're looking at it sideways. You're looking at the side of the trucks. He doesn't know who's on what side of what. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, whatever is a, is a battle deal. And I'm sure obviously they were all, the, <laughs> so whatever CJ, it, we, we've had our crap days. We've had our fine days. I got no issues with the guy at all. Um, but seeing them drive around after the race and then see him pull up to the podium. And he, of course he pulls up to RJ's left, which would be like, he won the race. Like I just sat back and I'm like, <laughs> well, well, no, I didn't, I didn't I just, even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> And I think the biggest, and I think the biggest thing with that was I didn't, I don't think CJ knew he was a lap down because they marked him a lap down too, which was very confusing for me. And also. yeah. And a lot of people were referencing when you rolled and then you went to the back of the pack and then where was that at Lena or was that at ERX? Lena. Yeah. Lena. Yeah. Where you rolled it, they rolled you back over and you were at the back and then you came through and I think won, I believe. Yeah. So my deal was when I crashed, they, they did a full course caution at the strike because I was crashed in turn one there. So when they came and finished that lap, I was still on that lap. So that they finished their lap. So then when they pulled me off the wall, I drove around and, uh, basically I completed that lap with them. Um, so I, I never went, I never went down the lap under green. I, they don't show it enough. I watched it again. They don't show it enough for uh, us to know how CJ went down a lap. I, I physically don't have an opinion. I couldn't even say. So if um, CJ, if CJ would have went around everybody on the ca- caution lap and caught back up, so basically he does one more lap that he lost. Like you think that? Uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't know because I think it's well, a- okay. So, so look at so they came around. They they uh, CJ crashes right. Yep. So. RJ goes up the hill, goes around the corner, down, crosses the strike. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, I don't know when the caution was called or if it was a local or a full course. I have no idea. They, I think they so, threw the full course after turn one. I think they're coming over that jump by the uh, hairpin. Is a, I think is where they threw the yellow, and then that's why there was that big yeah bunch up in the hair. Oh hairpin. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so RJ crossed the stripe um, under green. Yes. So he completed that lap, and he was on the next lap. Yep. So I don't, I don't know. I'd have to try to watch it again to see how that overlays. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that was what I was going to say. Then is like uh, it's a weird, weird predicament that uh, you know he was in, crashes <clears throat> bottom of the hill. They go across the, you know, the the finish line, start a new lap, and then they throw the yellow on that lap, and then when they come back around. It was actually uh, Andrew Carlson who goes by CJ first. And then once they roll CJ back over that, everyone stopped. And then everyone went by CJ and he joined the back of the field. So had he gone around one whole lap and then joined the back of the field, would that have been okay? Or or is that like, because I mean, we don't know as media guys, I mean, as, as like racer guys, it's like, what are the technicalities of, you know, rolling over and then a, a yellow flag being thrown on what lap? Well, okay, so I'm skipping ahead here trying to find it, but um, I'm watching the video, the replay of it, but the uh, if RJ crossed the stripe and it wasn't race to the stripe, race to a caution at the, at the flag stand, then they were on the next lap. Yep, yep, yep. So if they had raced to the stripe, it would have frozen the lap that CJ and that entire field was on and he would have okay. been on the lead lap. Okay. So they would have thrown, the, would have had to have thrown the yellow before RJ. Got right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because they all made the whole, if they went, you're right. They all went down to the hairpin down here and cluster fucked again. <laughs> 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 and I mean, so, so that tells me, you know, I'm sitting there watching it with Amber and all them. And I'm like, dude, Obviously, some of these people are hearing uh, <laughs> hearing the the officials, and some of them are not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Henderson went by him and whatever, but um, yeah. So that's the only logic I could see in it is that they 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 actually went to the next lap and started getting further down the run. So yeah, I could see how that played out. But okay. Um, I'm not an official and I would never, ever want to be. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a rough job to have. Um, well, let's, let's go into the uh, other uh, uh, day one, then pro four issue uh, with, uh, with Carlson and, uh, and, and CJ. Oh, and, and I guess what I want to talk about is because both of them kind of had the same um, experience where the communication just didn't seem to, to be a hundred percent there. So on that last lap, they're coming down the jump. The UTV's pulling Jimmy off. They both <laughs> go into the turn. Like, they go into it. They roost the UTV. They, re- they they roost Jimmy. But I guess over the comms that they were just like, hey, like, there's a guy off to the right. I, I, I don't know if they if they said low and slow, but it seemed like that they, they didn't really let it be known that, hey, Jimmy Henderson's getting towed off on the right side of the hairpin. Yeah, so that's that's always the factor that we don't know. We don't know what was said over the radios. Um, so it's it's 
an impossible thing to even judge. Um, because if they told, if they told them, Hey, uh, don't, uh, Jimmy Henderson is broke. We're towing him over the crest. Like it, I don't think it would have happened. If there's a local yellow over, over whatever the jump is called, um, then it wouldn't have happened. But I, you know, my crew chief trad was back there working with Ryan beat and he texted me and was like, Oh dude, uh, fucking Channing won the race. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is going on over there? <laughs> I was like, is it, are we on the same planet? Um, <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> no, excuse me. And, uh, but so then I go back, he's like, yeah, something with the, the, and telling, you know, so I go back and I watch it and holy shit, was it sketchy? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, okay. Either way, right. Either way, if the officials call it, careful there's a truck coming over the crest that dude if you jump over that hill and you land i've done it and you land and there's a truck being towed with a utv in front of it like there is no way you're gonna point your truck towards it and fucking rotate it to no end right dude literally right next to it two and a half feet off the guy's door panel like you can see that stuff. It's clear as day. Even if there's a slow broken truck there, it's going to like shock you a little bit right after you yeah. land off that jump. So it, even if they did call it or not, like that truck was on track and was super sketchy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel, I feel the only way to know if there was a penalty or not is what the officials said. So there's no way for us to really even have an opinion, even though we all want to. Yeah. And then what I had also heard is that if you get a black flag, let's say it's like near the end of the race and the race ends or, you know, the black flag isn't served within a certain amount of time that you automatically get docked three, three spots. I don't know if that's like a new rule or if that's just the continuous rule. I guess I want your opinion on that then. Uh, I, I'm not going to know the wording on it, uh, through the rule book, but, um, yeah, there is a, a, a time penalty served. Like if you've got, three laps to go and you don't serve your black flag, then you're daily. I think there's like a, a level of stop scoring and, and all kinds of things. Like, um, if you just don't concede to it, but if it happens on the last lap, um, which has happened more times on last lap than not, right. Then, then it's got to go to a, a penalty situation, um, versus, Hey, you didn't serve your flag. So you're going to be in trouble. Um, so I, I don't know, man, I don't have many answers for you guys on some of this technicality stuff. No, that's uh, and, and, and I don't know, like I said, we, we just want your opinion, especially from like a driver's standpoint of it, or even just like, like I said, just thoughts or takes on it, on yeah. whatever it may be. And, and I guess another thing too is, um, so then they, after the race, we had heard just through the grapevine, <laughs> you know, you know how rumor reveal goes around uh, race weekend is that they were then docked three spots. So then- like Chad said, is that Cheney one uh, or a uh, Cheney one? And then I think it went old man, Johnny G and then Kyle Cheney. Um, yeah. And then the next morning we heard that then they took back their, took back their penalty on, yeah. on it. And, and like, I guess I, I don't understand why they would do it maybe other than the lack of communication or then champ off road was like, okay, we didn't communicate effectively enough that there was a guy down there. We're sorry. We'll let it stand. But in doing that, you're also kind of letting Jimmy know like, Hey, we didn't value you being on the track getting towed off. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, the officials are going to make mistakes. The tow crew guys are going to make mistakes. Every the drivers, we all, everybody's got to fuck up at one point. The guy in the UTB had a yellow flag in his hands. There was obviously we don't have moto guys around the track like moto waving yeah. flag, so it's all based off of what the officials are telling you. But um, if anyone is listening that cares or matters at the series. They need to clean up this stuff that me and you are talking about right now because yeah. yep. I'm I'm going to come back racing. There's going to be other people listening to this, getting excited about racing, yep. and if they yeah. w- listen to this and, don't, and 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 the drivers and you guys can't give them any fucking input or support their cause, then and they're doing something wrong. Even if it's a text blast, like, "Hey, the CJ, you know, deal was this. This is why we." went back on the Carlson deal. Um, you know, there's, I think there's a little bit of explanation from them needed, uh, to iron some of this out. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. And, and like you said, communication is, is key, which ironically yeah. is kind of the reason why that happened on the pro four thing. But, um, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, again, it's easy to sit back after the fact and armchair it, but I mean, like you said, there's an opportunity here to, to hear about what we're talking about and be like, okay, next year, don't let it happen. Because I mean, there, there weren't a lot of comp yellow or there weren't a lot of yellows thrown this weekend at all. Keegan and I were in the back on day two during, I think the turbo race or maybe this, I think it was the turbo race. A guy had rolled up past the finish line and there's a truck up there trying to get him off. And there was no yellow. Like one of, one of the UTVs went right by the truck, five feet, maybe. And me and Keegan looked at each other and he goes, what the fuck? And, oh, and, wow. and it was just one of those where we're like, like, why not throw the yellow? I, like, uh, do you not have flag guys out there? I mean, and if that's the case, then just throw a full course yellow. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't know who's running it. I feel like somebody said someone is new at USAC um, running some of the stuff. So I'm not exactly sure, but. So I'm, I'm watching the uh, the CJ and RJ little tango and then the, the hairpin calamity after the caution. <laughs> so, uh, so obviously RJ, RJ heard the caution and he slowed down. Yeah. Um, but nobody else did, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's such a weird deal. I mean, I don't know. That, that hairpin was, was, I guess, notorious for having contact because then... Um, I don't know if you want to go then back to the, to the pro two race. I don't know if you got a chance to watch the, the Bob yeah. Brandon and Johnny Holter thing. Look, man, I've been on the couch. I watch every minute. <laughs> I watched, dude, I've watched the man race. Visser went in four races in a row. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've watched, I watched single buggy, everything, dude. I'm watching it all. Um, so yeah, no, what do you got? Obviously the, the brand and the split lane deal. Yeah. So what the, the only thing that's tough, and I think this is something that, you know, Jeffrey and I were kind of discussing actually before we even got on the podcast, cause we were uh, rewatching it again. Yep. Um, is that, you know, Bob Rand comes in, takes it really wide and uh, has the outside lane. Holcher ducked underneath, kind of got held up, got passed by Ricky. And again, he doesn't know that Bob Brand's back to his right but to me, it looked like then Holcher was then deciding to go to the outside lane, you know, kind of just, yep. I don't want to say blindly choosing to go to that lane, but going over there, not knowing anybody's to his right, Brand comes in hot, stream cuts off, and then they're like, oh, well, there's a rollover. They go back, and it's like 
20 feet later, where then it looks like maybe Bob Brand um, maybe got touched, maybe didn't. We are not sure what kind of contact happened, but he ended up hitting the berm and rolling over. And then when I walked by Bob Brand to go start the GoPros for Pro 4, he was bitching about Holcher then. So I guess like... Yeah, I did. I did watch that back today when you texted me about some of the stuff we're going to talk about. So, Brand gets into the hairpin hot. Yep. Yep. So he's way up on the cushion. Holzker's on the on the floor on the bottom. Really good corner. Uh, obviously, there's melee everywhere, but Brant comes into the right lane, and it looks like they both went to the right lane. And um, Holzer, uh, they're they're rubbing right. They're door to door. They're rubbing, but Holzer's doing nothing wrong because he's out of racetrack. Yep. They're almost almost door to door. Not totally side by each, but a little bit back with Holzer. Um, and Holzker's turned to the right, trying to not hit the center divider. Yep. And all that's doing is stopping Brant's truck from turning because his his ass is getting turned to the right, and he's trying to stay off the rail. But anyway, so he Holzker finally hits the brakes, looks like, or lets off the gas, and Brant comes free of him, but it's too late. And all of a sudden, his rear swings in and claps, you know, that center divider. Yeah. Um, none of it was, I. I uh, if I was an official, I would have bounced right by that. Like, oh man, that's a crappy deal, you know, racing yeah. deal. But, yep. um, you know, obviously, you know, Brant's got his new truck. He's trying to, I, dude, I really like the videos you guys did last year talking with those guys and just showing that, that aspect of it. Because, I mean, we've all been there. We've, we've all not just walked into the sport and been the best. Yeah. Like, you've got to work your way up and, and, if, if that video doesn't show that it can be done or that there's excitement about the process, then I, I, I have no idea what's, what else this world wants to watch, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, for all the, all the kids at home or, or, or people or families or old guys that uh, want to do this. I mean, you know, him and myself and my dad and the Flannery's, I mean, like you go down everything. It's not like, um, a championship was just given to you. Like you don't just walk in and, and, and win everything right away. I mean, you've got to, you've got to put your time and you've got to learn what the hell you're even doing, learn what tear offs are, like learn how to crash and learn how to bounce back and how to work through the night, man. It's a, it's a, it's a hell of a story. And I really like the way, you know, those guys do it. I, I enjoy this side of it, being able to, have sponsors and, you know, pay for my family, my <laughs> shop and right. Like that's yeah. the fun side of it. Yep. But the best part to go back on is, dude, do you remember when like I used to wash my own truck? My, my crew chief tried, he's like, dude, I used to fight with you over the water spigot at Cranon all the time. Cause you'd be back there washing your pro light <laughs> and I'd be trying to wash the Baldwin's pro fours and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the stories, right? Like I'm looking at my wall now, of my pro light back in 2003, like, I wasn't a multi-time champion and yeah. big dollars. I might have stickers on the side, but they're just because some of them looked cool and I wanted them on my truck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that carnage happens and it sucks. Um, you know, and, and the, the holsters are seem like they're good people. I've talked to them several times. They've got the funding to go racing and then they, they square off and get in an accident with a guy that's really struggling and trying to like, the guy is struggling, right? Like he's been working his tail off all his buddies. And then he shows up with a new truck. He's like, man, 
last year it kicked my ass. It's this old truck. I talked to your dad and help out a time. Now he shows up and I text him, message him on Instagram. I'm like, dude, you got a new truck? He's like, yeah, Pence built it. And you know, I'm really excited about it. And I'm like, damn, dude, like that's, that's gnarly commitment to go. You know what? The truck we had was junk or either twisted and crashed it too many times or whatever. But he's like, we need to step up or, or bail. And, and I'm so happy to see people not just bail because that is the easy way to just go and become a spectator and talk about the good old days. But that dude built the truck, went racing. It's way different, you know, looks the same and, and hopefully the speed comes with him. but he's got some, he's got some learning to do. And none of that is said in a negative way. I mean, I've been upside down more times than I can count and I still got learning to do, you know? Um, so that was a racing deal. I just think, I just think it was a, uh, a crappy deal to take, you know, mid pack to, to newer guys out that early on. What was that? Lap one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was lap one. And, and, you know, I don't know if he was broken or if, uh, he just went down a lap and, and decided to bring it in safer than sorry or what happened to his truck, but oh, I couldn't then, tell. Yeah, no, Brent, Brent was, uh, Brand was, um, yeah, he was out. They, they told him back by staging for some reason when, when the, the exit's right there, maybe they didn't want to go backwards on the track. I don't know, whatever it may be. But after that pro two race, I walked again, like I said, walked back to staging my pro four, start the GoPros and he's back there. His truck's back there. And I thought it was a little weird, but um, hmm. yeah, like I asked him and uh, obviously, you know, from, from his mindset, you know, it was Holter's fault from Holter's mindset, you know, it's brand's fault. And, and, and I, in at the end of it, after Jeffrey and I were discussing, we, we did agree that unfortunately it's just a racing incident, man. Like it's just one of those that somebody, yeah. you, you know, you zigged when you should have zagged and the other guy didn't and you, you got together and shit happens and that's the deal. Well, I mean, I, I looked at it too. You know, you always, the, the biggest thing for me is you always look at what was there an option, right? Like, yeah. So the option was there was a whole nother car length gap to the right side of the track for Brant. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there was room. There, there isn't room to go too wide in there, but there was room for them to negotiate, I guess, uh, and uh, and get through there. But it just uh, push came to shove and just didn't work out. It sucks. But, yeah. I mean, a quick, quick oh, bounce back. I watched the Pro Four deal with RJ and CJ right now. So RJ, their deal crashes. And RJ comes across the stripe, full green track. The whole field crosses the stripe, and obviously they get to cl- the, the new calamity corner. Yeah. And uh, and there's that wreck, right? Yep. So the whole the whole field comes across, creeping slow. They tow CJ off of the K rail. The whole field goes by him, and then uh, he he grabs the back of that field. Yeah. So he went a lap down because they crossed the stripe under green. They were all on the next lap because they crossed the stripe under green. Yeah. And CJ never did until it was yellow and yellows don't cross count. I don't believe on laps. So that's where he would be down one lap. So that's definitely a, just a rough deal on where it happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause if, you know, if it happens, in the hairpin, they can shut the race down and then your guys are all back on the same lap and you get, yeah, you know, yeah, it's all gravy. Got it. Um, but yeah, if you crash right before the stripe, they're all going to cross the stripe, especially if they caution out. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, one of the uh, last passes then we kind of want to talk about then is the uh, Kyle Cheney and um, Andrew Carlson Pro Turbo pass. Not sure if you got a chance to to watch that up, up by Ziggler. So yep. when I had filmed it, it had looked like, from my angle, obviously, is is it looked like Cheney just kind of kept going straight. Obviously, I'm I'm looking through a, a, a zoomed in lens, uh, but on the stream, you know. Cheney was on the inside, had his wheels turned, floating up, and just like you, uh, the tires caught and uh, sent Carlson up, up and over, uh, and then Cheney got the uh, got the black flag. Do you would you consider that a racing incident? Like Cheney pushing hard because uh, the announcers were like, "Hey, like that was that was a that was a little rough." I guess like, what's your take on that? Well, when I watched it back again, and I'm watching it literally right now, I don't have the announcers on, so I don't I don't want to take. Brent or Shane's, you know, their, their input into it. Um, and whatever, that's fine. If, if everyone wants and should have an opinion, especially the commentators, but (laughs) yeah. So obviously Carlson is faster than him, right? So he's running a different line. He gets a run up the hill. Um, but going over, over the jump, they come down and they're side by side. And those cars are, there's plenty of room for those guys to go through their two by two. It's tight and sketchy. So all Cheney does is <laughs> I want to, I want to be nice, but at the same time, it's like, he didn't No, he just, he, he didn't pussyfoot it. Right. He yeah. didn't just bow down to Carlson. Right. Yeah. That's, yep. that's the word that the bros would say, dude, you didn't, you didn't even fight for it. Like, yeah. It's just because he shows you a tire on the inside. Well, he, oh yeah. Well, I'm going to run this outside. Like, so I, I give Cheney props for that a hundred percent. Um, to not just go, all right, well, you got me here. You, um, I guess I'll just follow you now. So um, that's, that's something I would have done. Just try to hold it on the outside, fight for your position a little bit longer. So he just basically gets up that hill and and stops the car. He is 100% next to Carlson. Um, I have it frozen right before the tire touch. They're door to door. Carlson knows he's there. Carlson knew he was there the whole time because he, he was the one passing him. So yeah. Um, Cheney obviously went in a little bit too hot. I mean, if you're going to sit here and criticize it, but um, a little bit too hot. And also, you know, Carlson tried to close the door and tried to, tried to, you know, elbows up them. Um, they touched tires. If yep. it was a truck, they would have door slammed each other yep. and they would have been fine, just like in Pro 4. So the fact that they hiked up tires makes it look dramatic in the car. Yep. makes a hard right and you know <laughs> it looks like he was just t-boned right oh my god stupid chain he just t-boned me like, <laughs> yeah i mean you, yeah. some of the gnarliest crashes are open wheel cars because the freaking tires stick out and they yeah. just climb each other just like the cj and rj deal but um cheney didn't do anything wrong he didn't go to that corner and try to take out carlson he didn't do anything uh that deserved uh flat out dude you were driving like an idiot you need to be black flagged and parked it was 100% two guys going in the same spot and neither of them wanted to give an inch. Yep. Yes. Um, so, okay, I just replayed it back. So as they come out of the right-hander and they come up, up the light part where the trucks, you know, you get light and you kind of rotate. Yep. You, Carlson goes to point towards the corner and then he does a quick twitch to the right. So he, a thousand percent, saw Cheney there and turned to give him a couple inches of room. Um. You know, and Cheney's going in deep, and man, Cheney's Cheney's only half of a car length off the bottom. Like, what more could you ask of the guy? Yeah, he's yes. pretty <laughs> yeah. fucking close to yeah. the inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's not like 
if okay, so the the other argument is if Carlson wasn't there, would Cheney have slid all the way up to the K rail and just taken himself out? No, he would have had a great race line, and he would have been behind one of the Yamahas there. Uh, dude, it literally is both tires climbing up each. It's just a crap deal, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you I think mean, uh, the officials like prematurely just acted out on because there was what nineteen black a flags? lot of black flags this weekend. So, like, you think it was just like what was the call? What, what what was the deal? What was his penalty? Oh uh, yeah, they they black flagged him, and um, I think just before, I, I think the very next lap, um, because they were getting Carlson turned over, um, you'll see on on the on the stream that when CJ and I think Van Apren were coming around the very top of the corner, you can see Cheney duck down into uh the the pit area. Because when I was filming, I thought it was a little peculiar that Cheney came like out of the pit area. I was like, oh, he must have got a flat. But then somebody told me, let me know that he ended up getting a black flag for that. Hmm. So I'm assuming, I'm not sure what the black flag means coming to the pits. I don't, I'm not sure what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, I'm, a question. yeah uh, so yeah, like, yeah, you know, if you get black flag, you got to come to a stop, I think for like three seconds or five seconds, and then they let you go. Yeah, he's got to go into the pits. Yeah, gotcha. going to the pits, stop, and then go. And um, yeah, he served it right away, but still, he lost how many spots? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a tremendous amount of yeah, spots. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess yeah. it's, it's like, is that is that worth a worth a black flag for having him come into the pits, stop for five seconds, and then <laughs> get back on the course? No. The- I feel like they just saw it happen or, or someone, you know, slaps the elbow like, Oh, well. um, and they see a car going up to the wall yeah. 90 degrees and see a crash happen. Um, I, I, man, I'm, they, these, some of these guys would either love me or hate me if I was an official, but it's like, dude, you guys <laughs> both, you guys both knew each other were there. Yep. Yep. Neither of you gave room. So I don't feel that, either one of those drivers is more at fault than the other because Kyle Cheney did nothing wrong. He went to the bottom of the corner, yep. held yeah. it tight, held a tight line. He rotated. He didn't throw it in like a maniac. He got there on the brake, straight line brake, turned the car a little bit. And, and either Carlson didn't give him enough room um, or vice versa. I mean, I mean, Carlson passed him on the inside of the corner before that. And, Cheney, there was enough room, you know, Cheney either gave him enough room or there was enough room. And then they went to the next corner and I feel potentially Carlson could have got a, maybe a little greedy and tried to snub him out of it. Um, but that didn't work out for him. So I don't know. I, I just think it was two dudes racing and that section to go side by each two there was, is pretty tight and pretty gnarly. So they were both asking for trouble. Yeah. yeah that And that's always a, uh... The spot to pass, though, isn't it? Is is up by that Ziggler cat turn? I mean, we've seen Pro Fours do it, Pro Twos do it, plenty of classes do it, where you get a you know a, a different run, different line off that flyaway jump. Oh, and, yep. uh, so and and that's a place to pass because you can't necessarily do it when you come off that jump for that final turn by the finish line. That's almost like a one line kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's an impossible section to gain um, anything. Yeah. 
last thing I kind of want to bring up then is just uh, your thoughts on the flyaway jump. What, what are you? Uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? Because we had a guy mention like it looks like they're fucking going to go get groceries because it was such. I was a- gonna say the flyaway <laughs> jump. You mean how cool it used to be? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We were trying to we we're trying to get clips for like practice qualifying and even during the race. Oh, and man, man, it's just like a roller. Dude, I, the shot of me a couple of years ago jumping yep. across the front of CJ's with fire shooting out. Yep. Like, if that doesn't turn you into a fan of fucking off-road racing, I don't know what does. But yep. even I, I, I text Trad. I said, "How's the track?" This was whatever Thursday, yep. Wednesday. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, same, same." And then I saw a video through the rhythm section where somebody posted it, and I was like, "Oh man, the rhythm section is." Week, he's like, no, it's the same. And I'm like, no, it's like it's it's two timed out, right? Like, yep. there's a guarantee you have to do two, you have to do two, you get a single. Like a couple of years ago, it was just a, a random set of whoops. And if you feel like doing three and wanted to try for maybe four or just do a single, <laughs> like you you could push the limit. And and once they put those damn rally cars on it, they've mm-hmm. changed the track so bad that yeah you can't okay check it they were talking about grocery getters flying over the jump (laughs) i get get it i get it that i get Uh, it that uh the rally cars are dope like i i can't i don't want to say anything bad around because i can't wait to drive them someday but they are not pro light pro two pro fours yeah they're not the same animals these stupid trucks can do and I've posted it a thousand times and I'm probably selling an idiot for doing it, but a 200 foot gap jump in Glamis Dunes. I've sent it to every track. The Bark River guys, Zach from Anago, like, dude, these trucks will do stupid things. You just need to build it. Yeah. Yep. If you build it, then the action is there. And and uh I saw that there was a little kicker and I'm seeing the single buggies on the first day of whatever uh of Friday racing. And I could see them jump and then bounce off the top and then go down. And I'm thinking, oh man, they put a lip down in front of it for the rally cars to like just in quotes float over the top of it. Yep. yep. And then going down over into the hairpin 180, they made that little double, which isn't, I don't know. If you just take a little roller and cut a little ditch in the middle of it, you have a double, but it's not, <laughs> it's not a double. So I feel, I feel they really, uh, they really need to, cater to one or adjust for both. I know it's not a, I know it's cost money, but the amount of action that you're missing um, with what these trucks can do versus yep. the tracks you build is, is, is horrible because any car, obviously an electric rally car can go around these corners and drift and slide down all of the same stuff that these are clear the finish line jump. And if you can do that with a car that maybe, I don't know, maybe those things have 12 inches of travel. And then do the same thing with a Pro 4 and put them on the same track. Like the Pro 4 is going to look weak yeah. yep. compared to those cars. So, uh, I, you know, I tried making a cool track at Anago. Zach did a, a ton of work and did a great effort, but just missed the dirt amount by about half. Um, <laughs> I, dude, I, 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 when I was drawing the track, I sketched it out and he's like, all right, I'll get a bunch of dirt. And I'm like, dude, okay, just... Just so you know, there needs to be like three dirt piles that are like the size of a fucking house on that infield. <laughs> size I'm of like, not a little house. 
Yeah, I'm like big. So I went, I went. I was having a crap day. We wanted the kids to go to the beach, so we went down to the beach, and I'll send you the picture of it. I sculpted wet sand and made made the jumps. You know, whatever. <laughs> I, put, I put I put Reed's monster truck. I put one of Reed's little monster trucks on top of it, and I shaped it perfectly the tabletop. And then I stretched out another long landing, and then I put schematics on my phone. I drew it all pencil and line and. Uh, those jumps were supposed to be 180 feet. So <laughs> the upper, the first tabletop was supposed to be 90 and it was going to be 18 feet off the ground. So that's like double the height of what they were yep. and then much longer. And then it was going to be another 90 for the pro four pro two landing. Um, so it was going to be something that you had to really, you know, get pretty gnarly with and uh, man up and fly them. And I thought it would just be action packed for the, the fans to see that from the side, the, the one direction going this way and then the back shirts going the other way. And he, uh, he did as best as he could with the dirt he had. He just didn't have enough dirt. But, um, again, I just kept telling him, he's like, dude, I want to be the best track. I want to be the best track. I said, dude, it's going to take some work. And, and it's, I don't want to say my fault, but it's my fault that I couldn't get my ass up there and turn on a tractor. I could push dirt all day long, but, uh, I just wasn't healthy enough to do it and have the ability to go up there and do it. So it sucks to sit at home and have Zach send me pictures of the track. And you're like, no, let me, let me help. Let me help. Um, Because, you know, he gave me the free reins. He's like, dude, build me what you would want. And, and I drew it and he built it. And then uh, I didn't have much to go with, with that location. But um, another cool thing I asked him to do was, uh, I don't know if you know, there's like a, a little horse, pit in the middle of Anago in the infield there. Sand. I'm like, dude, can I, can I do a 90 degree corner in the sand? And he's like, no, we can't touch the sand. (laughs) I was like, it would have just been a cool, just a nasty, gnarly, rutted out sand pit. Yeah. That would have actually would have been cool. So uh, we were trying, but uh, you know, all these tracks, ERX, when we first started going there and you know, 2020, when I went back to with them in 2021, it was big, dude. You could, you had to check all of those jumps big time because you would just, mm-hmm. you would die. So, um, yeah, I agree. They, uh, they need to step up if they want it to be, you know, capacity crowd as Brent would say a couple times, but the, they need, <laughs> they, need more, they need more people. I know they do. Yeah. Cause Keegan was telling me he was going flat footed over the uh, flyaway jump and it was like no problem for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that sucks Yep. because, well, no, 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 no. Well, no, it doesn't. If he wants to hit a jump flat out, then the uh, visual should be amazing. Yep. That's what yeah. we were saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like, he yeah. hit that flat and he looked like he got three feet of air. Yeah. <laughs> right. Spray, spray Plus they top. put that little, they put that little double thing on the inside line to slow down the inside line quite a bit. But I feel like the rhythm didn't cater to the outside line. Um, Cause I, a couple last year, I think I was able to just whip it on that upper line and have a momentum around the outside. And most of the time the inside line seemed good, but, uh, we, uh, yeah. we actually thought about you on the way to ERX. Cause I think we had, talk- we, we, <laughs> we were, uh, cause we were talking about, we were talking about the track and then, uh, we were just wondering like if anything changed, whatever it may be. And then we talked about the, uh, the rhythm section. And then I think w- one of us had brought up, they're like, 
They're like, oh, you think anybody's going to triple through it? And then we all looked at each other and we're like, you triple through it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was me not stepping up or having a truck to do it. But. <laughs> so, no, we, uh, we still giggle about that because, I don't know, that, sh- that shit made us laugh just like bringing it up because that was obviously the hot question throughout that whole weekend. And I'm sure you got asked a bunch. And then when we asked it again, you were. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> But uh, hey, no. so uh, on, on another note, obviously we're we're about an hour into this, but um, I sent some messages to Keegan. Um, some guys may like what I say or may not, but he turned that Sunday Pro Two race into a race that I was entertained by. Yep. Um, yes. Some some guys got bumped around, and some guys, but none of it was bad. None of but nobody got parked. The, the deal with him and Ryan beat that's just a crappy deal. But yep. Uh, Dude, he just, I was, it was about the halfway caution. And I, we're sitting here with my neighbor. My, my neighbor here actually knows Zach Sikowski really well. So he's over and watching the races and my wife and the kids. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm liking Keegan right now. He's been pretty laying back and pretty quiet this year, but I'm like, he's looking pretty, pretty dicey right now. So after that restart, obviously he just started going to the hairpin and sticking a nose in there, but, and he did nothing wrong. You know, was, yeah, yep. I, I, I did the same thing at dirt city, uh, coming from last to first, mm-hmm. yep. I bumped, I, you know, I got a little bumpy at times, but you know, just get to the corner, kind of like Cheney, get to the corner first and make them have to kind of somewhat react around you. And, uh, man, he did such a good job. You know, he, he pushed the limits through the rhythm section and almost yeah, you know, and caught just, himself out. Yeah, and I was just going to say that. You see him that he double tripled? Yeah. And <laughs> that shit was crazy. Dude, I see him double triple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, that's good though, right? Like that's the action because that track yes. was so one line and, and yeah. those guys were poor Ronnie Anderson, man. He saw the back of, uh, I don't even know whose truck that was that won the first day, but uh, he just followed him around every lap. Holzker's truck, like, yep. Mm-hmm. I, granted, he may not have something in the tank to do something, but man, surely try something and at least lose ground. But you know, I just it it, it was uh, a good race to watch. And I I text him. I said, dude, hats off to you for at least you know pushing the limits, whether you piss people off or not doing it. But at least it was like, okay, here comes another Pro Two race, one you know one after another, and uh, you know winner was out there crushing it. And, uh, and Keegan was for sure the, the star of the race. So it was, it was good action. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we said that too. Like once, uh, pro two was done, pro four was done, you know, we, we, we got all the GoPros and stuff. We got back and Keegan was, you know, packing up the trailer. Dude, I was stoked, man. I was like, that's the Keegan that we need, man. I'm like, I'm like, where the fuck has he been all year? <laughs> and I even put it in my uh, Monday morning reflections. I was like, I was like, get your head out of your ass. It's not a hat. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, yeah. we know how good you are. We know what you're capable of. And again, and and, and, and that's easy for us to say because we, we're not the ones, you know, with a, a six-figure truck who's got to fix it, who's yep. got to do this. It's easy for us to say that. But when he pulls shit off like that, it's hard to not say that when you when you know what he's capable of and putting on a great race, you know, getting underneath somebody, getting by, you know, Ryan beat like, dude, yeah, yeah. pedal to the floor. Yeah. I'm like that. That's the shit, man, that 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 we know you're capable of. And, and what, I I don't race part two, so I'll gladly educate some of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch what watch what he did right 
right? Like yeah. we're all going to criticize, oh, what yep. this guy did wrong or oh, the idiot pumped him or, you know, over-rotated, whatever. Watch what Keegan did right. He did, he took minimal amount of risk. So you're taking your six-figure truck instead of bringing it back in two pieces, you, you're, you're, you're limiting your damage uh, by not being like an, an idiot and driving stupid and, and you know you're going to lose anyway. He was really strategic and he thought about his moves and he did the same one a couple times. And, uh, that, that to me is what he did. Right. And, and, and I know he knows it. You can say, Oh man, where, you know, where have you been? But it's always been in his, it's always in his pocket. He's just sometimes had some shitty situations where he hasn't been able to use that against the competition to try to better himself. And, uh, this time he, took advantage and it, it, it motivated him. I could tell he pulled off a couple moves early and then it's just like, all right, these guys are just following each other. They're all in the cushion. I'm going to go do some shit and see where it puts us. And, uh, it almost won my race. So it was, it was very, very cool to see because I like that because I've been in the back. I've been on K rows. I've been crashed upside down backwards, <laughs> but never have I ever not thought I could still win. Um, even I've, I've been down a lap, and I've been battling the leader of the race and they're all yelling at me on the spotter's tower because I'm not giving up the ground, but I'm trying to get my damn lap back. So <laughs> when there's a caution, I'm going to drive like stupid guy and go and try to win this thing. So yeah. uh, hats off to him and the people that do that, that have that mentality. Um, I want to talk to Ricky G a little bit. Uh, these next couple of days I've been texting him. He's had some uh, tough year. Um, you know, he's got a lot of pressure on him, his team, his family's, you know, working. Yep. His truck got absolutely fucking destroyed in that crash. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen or done any of that, but uh, he sent me some images of the chassis and stuff. And they're headed back to California to see if it's salvageable. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. Um, man. <laughs> and it wasn't that bad of a crash to have the damage it does. Um, so not, not talking bad on anybody you, you never know how these crashes go but it uh his truck's pretty destroyed and he's you know mentally mentally trying to fight through this battle so i want to talk to him and uh give him some motivation i mean every he's he sees me now racing with semis and all this stuff but dude i've backed half my truck more times than not because it's either slow or <laughs> fucking crooked twisted from crashing and, uh, yeah, it's, it's all part of the fight, man. We all, we all battle this. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, ERX was a wild weekend for sure, man. And, um, dude, I, 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 listen, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this. Yep. This was a lot of fun and I am excited and I hope you watch every minute, uh, of Lena as well, because again, like we, like we discussed that we'd love to have you on pretty much right away after the weekend so that we can discuss anything that may happen. So after Lena, after Bark River, Crandon and Jay, um, yeah, we'd love to have you on and kind of go through what we went through like today. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, today, obviously we talked about a little bit about my situation and my life and what's going on there. But I mean, uh, you know, if we get straight up down to race and we could knock out some half hour shows and entertain some people and, talk a little smack, give a little insight, you yep, know, on, yes. on some of the racing and what people do wrong. But again, <laughs> yeah. there's obviously, there's obviously the people that do stuff right. So yeah. let's, let's obviously look at that. Um, 
And, uh, you know, hats off to you guys for even doing stuff like this, for doing the super stock chaos. Like I watched it. I was like, Oh, super stocks on here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh, of the super stock class? I, I'm, I'm almost tempted to build one. <laughs> Dude. What's the, uh, what's the criteria? Can a, can a pro go back and race that class or what? I don't know, man. I feel like they should make like an exception at least like one time, like a, like a special weekend thing or a special one day thing of just like a super stock nope. shootout or something like, dude, that'd be great to like raise money. Like maybe a fall Crandon, like on Sunday where they just do a one-off, like, no, no, I want to put a season. I want to put a season in because I want to be there the whole year. <laughs> I want to go through the fights in the pits and the protesting about <laughs> I beams being bent in the wrong A arms. Oh and, yeah. yeah. Did, uh, did they ever tell you what they were going to rule on that? No, I mean, Savage was trying to get a hold of my dad about, I'm not sure who was being processed or what have you, but, uh, he called me and, uh, I gave him my input. I said, dude, all of our desert trucks had I-beams on them. Our pre-runners are Broncos our two-wheel drive F-150s. We had I-beams our whole life. And he's like, all right, well, are they bent up by the frame? I said, never. I said, if they're bent, they're junk. And he's like, yeah, all right. I have to have, you know, documentation showing legally, you know, like what, uh, 1984 Ford F-150 comes with, um, I couldn't supply that for him, but I think my dad might have been able to or something. But yeah. again, we don't want to get anybody protested, but I mean, hey, if, you know, if you're knocking the rules, if you're cheating, you're cheating. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Yep. That's, I mean, we have more fights in the <laughs> in the short course carts tech <laughs> than we do in the pro four. <laughs> All little bastards are yeah. cheating so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so right. It's the dads. It's the dads. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's yep. always the dads. Yep. The moto He's dads. dads. <laughs> Yeah, that's the younger dads. All right, homie, listen, we appreciate it. We appreciate the phone call. We we could sit here and talk for hours and hours, especially upon racing. I mean, we could, ex, you know, expand on the whole yeah. CJ and Henderson thing, which, you know, we, we may talk about uh, on our next time. Yes, um, so yeah. if that's something that you want to touch on, we can. Uh, but we do have uh, another guest that we want to bring on, uh, young Owen Van Epperen. So we're going to bring him on and kind of talk about his weekend. But, dude, thank you so much. We appreciate yeah. it. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your insight and um, yeah, man, thank you. And, and we will, we'll call you in two weeks. Hell yeah. Sounds great. All right, homie. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good Let's day. Let's do it. Yeah. Thanks guys. See ya. Yep, later. See ya. That was good. That was good. That, that's hard to. Yeah. No, Owen's going to be like, I got to follow that up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry if you got to uh, go, man, Jeffrey, like if, yeah, if you got to go, if you like, I can call him off my phone. If yeah. You Me and Tito can bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll call him off your phone and then when I need to yeah. leave, and, I can leave. Yeah, no, that's super, part, that's super I mean, good here in like the racing side of it. Like you said, we're just media people, but to get in the mind of somebody that's like been there and done that. Yes. Yeah. Dude. Well, yeah. not only that, but, yeah, just uh, you know, he's trying to. He's trying to. Is he calling you? Is oh that shit! Him? That is him. Okay, I, I tell him I'll call him. Okay, uh, message. Yeah, but still, like, yeah, I mean, it's here. It's good hearing from him. Like you said, his insight on every single pass that we wanted to talk about. We could go on forever for it, and we didn't touch on some things with him that we could have kept going with. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and it was more of like uh, we were winging it, like yeah. we always do. We didn't really have a, necessarily a a plan, and we just wanted to more so just uh, vibe out and um, and uh, just get like I said, just get his opinion on stuff and and start from there. Yeah. So, All right. <laughs> I will uh, give our guest a call. Okay. Oh, are you already hooked up? Yep. Damn. Got it. <laughs> he goes. He goes. Damn. I don't know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> and our next guest, he uh, sent it this weekend. Whether you like it or not, once, twice, three times, he went one for three. Got a dub. We've got the young. We've got the up and coming. We've got the viral. Owen Van Eppren. Hello. Am I not doing it right? <laughs> are, you, are you plugged in? Yeah, I should be. Uh, Hold on, let me try it again. Hello? How, hello? Embarrass- how embarrassing is this? Can you hear us? It was how embarrassing is this? <laughs> highest the highs. Highest the highs, lowest the lows. Oh. All right. Well, then you want to try calling them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pee real quick. Oh, oh man, that's give funny. us what really you gonna piddle right now? Should I try? Hurry up then. Should I give it a try? When do you gotta leave? In 12 minutes. Uh, about 20 minutes. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're figuring we, it out. Yep, yep. After that, <laughs> we go from an amazing um an amazing uh, introduction, introduction, and to last guest to to fucking this all up again. <laughs> we are so whoops, sorry. Yeah. Let's see. Try it. Oh my god! Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me now? Oh my god! Did you, could uh, you hear us before? No, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, you're gonna have Weird. to restart. All right. And our next guest. (laughs) (laughs) This one's on us. Yeah. And our next guest, he sent it this weekend. He went not once, not twice, but three times he sent it. Two of them were bad. One was good. We've got the young and upcoming virile Owen Van Eppren. How's it going, guys? What's going on, brother? I'm just getting ready for the next couple of races. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. So you got uh, Mid-America this weekend, right? Yep. So that's a, a what a twelve hour drive from Green Bay, Appleton area. Yeah, twelve, thirteen depends if you stop, go all the way. What you do? Yeah, and then obviously you guys are a one day race, and that's just Saturday. Yeah, I got the schedule up right in front of me. I was looking at it for you guys call practice Friday, and then yep. it looks like be out of there by four at night. So wait on Friday. Or Saturday. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, dang, they know how to, I guess, push a show then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, obviously, then we're right back into the champ off-road for rounds uh, seven and eight. Seven and eight, yeah. Yeah, my dad's got to go to Colorado in between there for a dealer meeting, though. So. Oh, so you're gonna be the man. You're the man, man of the house. Man of the house, then, huh? Someone's. I got. I need someone to drive the semi to Lena. So. <laughs> oh, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got three options right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah three. <laughs> uh, I can get it there. I just can't promise you in what type of condition. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, I've backed in a boat trailer before, so it can't be any different. Yeah. Well, my dad already hit a curb with it, so it's got a little dent in First. Uh, so, uh, how do you uh, how do you anticipate Lena is going uh, to be different than ERX? It'll be better than ERX, hopefully. Why? Why do you say that? Please let us know. Well, keep it off my lid, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I watched both of those happen, man. From uh, sitting back in staging or like on the uh, finish line, I like I, I just watched it, man. That first one. So what what happened with the first one? Did you just clip the inside and it sent you for a roll, or what was no, going on? Me and Laterno were going at it the whole lap, and then at the bottom of the hill, I was on the outside and he was on the inside, and we kind of at the bottom. I'm not even sure if we really made contact or kind of just got pushed up up came in a little hot and then i hit that bank on the outside just way too hard than anything could handle and then yeah that's all it wrote she went over from there so the track couldn't handle how just fucking awesome <laughs> yeah how throwing fast it down it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what uh what happened what happened with the uh the second day then too because it was the same turn but it was a little bit later into the turn was it the same thing where you just you know, crushing ass or was it just, uh, like what happened? Uh, that one, I, I was on the inside of Buddha and then we just kind of hit tires and when open wheels, we hit tires and I'm not really sure. I seen a little video, but it just went from there. It just like took off. I had no chance of anything from that point, but that one, it was just a little bit of tire contact. It was my front to his rear. And then, yeah, that was all that happened there. You know, when you guys, uh, when you guys roll it in those UTVs, man, it's always, it looks, it looks absolutely fucking violent. Yes. And I guess what like we would like to know is, <clears throat> is it as bad as it looks or are you pretty strapped in there and you're like, Hey, I'm a young stallion. This shit don't hurt. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Like you watch <laughs> <laughs> DJ's role in pro four when him and RJ got together, yep. it looked like he got let off pretty good. He didn't like one roll landed on the wheels you know or on that carrier yeah the first day of mine it didn't feel like anything but the second day that one hurt a good amount i mean i went for a few more rolls but yeah and then i mean we're strapped in there good the safety's gotten a lot better but yeah it hurt a little bit more on the second day <laughs> how do you go from you know so obviously that that first crash the first day in stock and then you get into turbo. Like, like, how do you, how do you maintain that mindset where you're just kind of like brush it off? Is it like, is it like golf? Like, oh, I had a bad hole, you know, new race, new day, new me. Or is it like, uh, man, I got to try to not remember that I rolled this shit. Yeah. I think, I think it's like golf, but I mean, once you get strapped in the car and the green flag goes, all that goes out your mind. You're just, all you have focused on is the win. The first day was a little weird though. I, I felt like I struggled a little bit in turbo after pro stock. And then the second day after I rolled in pro stock, I obviously was a lot better in turbo for some reason. I don't know if I was just used to rolling at that point. Can't get no worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep these good times rolling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but then you came away with the, uh, with the dub on Sunday. I mean, Saturday. All right, on, si on Saturday, I'm yeah. sorry, on day two. Um, yeah, it, it. what happened on the, the first day of turbo um, on Friday then? Didn't you, was it a mechanical issue or what was the, I can't remember no. what the deal was. First day, I was right on the back end of the lead pack. And the first, literally the first lap, I was passing Ronnie 
or trying to pass him coming towards the finish line, coming down the hill, literally the corner after I rolled. And I seen a video, I got out in the cushion and I've never been in such a more gnarly bike. I, the door was felt like it was touching and went back <laughs> the other way right after I rolled, like literally lap after, you know? And then I got shuffled way back because it was at the beginning of the race and I was making moves, but I just didn't feel comfortable after that. And then, uh, which probably is the one that scared me a little bit or something. I don't know. It just nothing felt right after that. I swear I could not get my flow back or anything. I think I got fifth or sixth that day. So salvaged a little bit, but could have been a little better. Yeah. And then you, uh, came back on, on Saturday, like you said, you rolled it, man, that one had to hurt. How do how do you then go strap into turbo after you've rolled it twice in stock, had a bad day the day before, and then you come back out and win? How does that shit work? Um, it's pretty hard. I don't really know, to be honest. You just, it's like a robot. You just go do it, you know? <laughs> but it was definitely hard because, uh, I mean, like I said, the second one hurt a little bit. And my dad's like, yeah, you sure you're all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. I'm like, let's just go up to the line. We were up there pretty early because I was already back earlier than the race ended, you know? Yep. And uh, I got up there and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to strap in. I got in and I'm sitting there. I was talking to a few people. And then, yeah, like I said, once the green flag dropped and I seen Boodle and I was in second, I'm like, all right, I got to go for this thing. And I got him and I just, I don't know, I kind of forgot about everything, started running my laps. And I still was making a bunch of mistakes. I hit hit the wall coming down in the last corner once with my back end. I couldn't rotate the car in the tight hairpin. Like I was still struggling a little bit, but I did enough to to get through to, to get the win. But yeah, like I said, I was still struggling. You know, and that's got to be, you know, something unique about Pro Turbo is that on that day you beat guys. I mean, you beat guys like <clears throat> obviously your dad, uh, guys mm-hmm. like Kyle Chaney, guys like CJ Greaves, guys like, Ronnie Anderson and, um, you know, Andrew Carlson, you go out and you beat guys like that. Like, mm-hmm. like, is that a pretty big deal in your mind or are you just kind of like used to racing against those guys? And then this just kind of feels like another win. Yeah, I think it's just another win. I mean, I got enough wins under my belt now that it should just become normal. And I feel like I got the speed. I just got to put it all together. And in pro turbo, we're only 20 points out of the lead. So I'm going for that pro stock. Obviously I'm down quite a bit now. But, I mean, it sucks that they all went out on Saturday, but we had the fastest lap. Them guys were all in for two quarters, three quarters of the race, you know, battling it out, and we were out front. So I know them guys all had some bad luck towards the end, but we were putting fast laps in all week in, in turbo. We were second fast qualifier and all that. So, What was your uh, – did you get a chance to, to watch turbo back at all? Do you, do you even, like, do that? Do you go back and kind of watch the whole race, or are you just like, hey, I was there, I lived it, I don't need to watch it? I usually go watch every race except – like the ones that I do really bad in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, what's your take then on the, uh, on the Kyle Cheney and uh, Andrew Carlson, uh, get together on Saturday, uh, with Cheney getting into Carlson. Um, it, you know, Carlson went for a ride and then Kyle Cheney got the black flag, you know, what, what, like what's your, what's your take or what's your opinion on that? Yeah. It, it looked like Kyle made a little bit of a late launch, but Carlson slammed the door on him. And I think it was just kind of a racing incident and, Andrew obviously got the worst end of it with, with him going over and all that. But yeah, I think a black flag was a little too heavy for Kyle. Maybe give us back or something. I I forget what they're like. They have four steps to a black flag. I forget what the least one is, if it is a stop and go or what it is, but maybe I don't really feel like he did anything wrong there. Really just a racing incident. And my thought, but 
Yeah, because like I was sitting by the finish, like I I filmed the uh, the the incident, and it from my angle it looked like he kind of went straight, but again, that's it's all angles. And mm-hmm. I went back and I watched it, and I was like, man, like there, I don't know if there's much more he could do. You know, he had that inside line; he was pretty close to the inside, and then I thought he had gotten a flat tire. I thought that's why he went in. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, we ju- we got done uh, actually just talking to. Kyle Duke, kind of his take on it. And then, um, you know, obviously your take on it, you being in turbo. And um, yeah, I, I think we all kind of came to a consensus that maybe that black flag was a little too extreme. But from what we understand is they were throwing, they were giving everyone black flags. That yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they said over the radio uh, Friday, I think it was, they're like, yeah, 15 black flag thrones. So uh, watch it guys and all that. And then, <laughs> We have our race and it, it was a mess, you know, people weren't pulling in on Saturday, all that for their black flags and the race control was not happy. I heard race control more than my spotter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's just a racing incident between them. It was kind of similar to my oodles on Saturday. We both just were fighting for the inside kind of thing, hit tires and it's all it wrote. <laughs> so, um, Obviously, we, you're in Pro Turbo, and something we actually haven't even gotten to talk about yet is uh, Friday's Pro Turbo race. How mm-hmm. the uh, the winner was then declared to not be the winner, and then come Saturday morning, he was back to being declared the winner. Um, you know, obviously, everyone's at least how I I do believe is uh, innocent till proven guilty. Um, mm-hmm. Allegedly, supposedly, Rumorville is that the uh, winner had fuel that was not up to par or exceeded par. And um, kind of like, I guess, what, like, what, what's your take on it or what's your opinion on it from, from maybe like what you've heard or anything else like that? Because like what, what we were, were told was that the fuel was obviously not, it was, it was illegal, that there were potentially additives in it that, uh, that gave him maybe a, a performance boost or Obviously, it doesn't look good that he wins. So I guess, like, what's your what's your opinion on that? Being in yeah, turbo. Well, well, first off, it I, even when you look on Champ's website, they have no points in for Friday's turbo, so nothing's official right now. So it's it's hard to make, uh, like you said, proven until innocent or whatever that goes. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunate if it is illegal because we're all out there battling battling for the win. We all want to win just as bad as he does. You know which is obviously why he did it. He wants to win and all that, but we're all fair and square, you know, battling it out, DNFing and struggling, you know, trying to bang off everyone to get every place we can. And and then when you have someone who, who does that, it, it's pretty unfortunate just because we're all there doing the same thing he wants to do, which is win. And like after qualifying, we come in, I'll second, and he had eight tenths on everyone. And we're like, man, where the heck you finding eight tenths, you know? Yeah. Looking around, trying to, trying to look at lines. We went all up for track walk and all that. And we, we were struggling, but yeah, we'll see what the outcome is on it. Like I said, it's just unfortunate for every one of us involved who, who are running at the front, trying to compete for wins and all that. But you can't really speculate anything until, until champ comes out with something proven that it's either illegal or legal. So. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the whole weekend seemed to be, you know, a drama fest. I mean, it went everywhere from, you know, super stock to, Pro four to pro turbo. I mean, it just seemed to be everywhere. And uh, I don't know, it was such a unique weekend on, on how everything, 
on how everything developed. Yep. So, I mean, I guess I don't want to say, I feel like you didn't really escape it either with, I don't want to say drama, but I mean, you know, you rolled it in stock, rough day on Friday, but then you got the dub though. And um, I don't know, man, was, was it a weird weekend for you too? Cause it was a weird weekend for us. I think ever since Crandon, it's been weird drama. Yeah. I'm, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, even, even with the whole feel thing, it's more than the feel. I heard that his dad was doing some things, people in the spotters tower, you know, threatening with uh, kicking people out and stuff like that, which is, it's unfortunate, but you know, it's just, I think, yeah, like you said, the whole weekend was drama pro four. I seen some stuff on social media. We were all load, loading up during all that and stuff. So I just see clips on social media and all that, but yeah, it's been pretty gnarly. I think we need a reality show at all this. It's getting <laughs> a little entertaining here. Yeah. You guys, we need to get you guys rush on like next year. <laughs> I know, dude. We <laughs> we were thinking the same thing too because the whole Pro Four thing with uh, with Ronnie and or with uh, RJ and CJ, and then yeah. um, you know our, our clients are Keegan and and the Greaves. <laughs> so you know, I won't sell you out here, Lyle, but. Lyle was down there during the whole thing. And uh, I, I was like looking for him too. I was like, oh shit, where's he? Is he getting it all? And um, no, I mean, I I agree, Owen, uh, in a perfect world, it'd be great to be able to cover Pro 4 in that sense, but you know, not a perfect world, but man, I, I agree, dude. It was just, after Cranon, it just, yeah, it seems to be nothing but drama. And now we're going into Lena. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. See what happens at Dirt City. We got a couple of weeks off here, so we'll see what uh what all spools up, and then what comes out at Dirt City. It's another tight track, so there's going to be some bumping and banging, I guess. So we'll see who comes out happy and who doesn't. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Does your uh, does your dad race uh, down in Mid America too, or is it just you? No, I just just me. I just raced my the pro stock that I raced last year. So that's it was just kind of sitting around and I'm like, dad, why don't we throw a mod motor at that and see what we can do down there. So that's what we did. It was our only kind of extra car laying around that didn't really have anything going for champ. So, okay. Cause I was about to ask, I was like, if, if your pops is out there running the same schedule you are, I mean, you, you're going to have to, you know, take old man down a notch. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> cause that's impressive. But uh, no, that, that's why I asked though. And, and with the race schedule that you have, are you kind of like pacing yourself with how everything's developing or taking a step back and kind of taking a breath and being like, Hey man, like this is a grueling schedule or are you just full bore going at it? Well, you pretty much have to be full bore, but every, every moment I get like last night, I hung out with friends a little bit, you know, just some nights I'll go hang out with friends for a little bit, ride some pit bikes, dirt bikes, you know, just have some fun. But, uh, the race schedule got even, even busier. Now we're racing that ultra four series, you know, through the woods and stuff. We're doing kind of, couple of races of that with our maxes, seeing what we can do, getting our feet wet in that. And, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's very similar to Chaney's except Chaney's even doing more. He's doing every single ultra four race. We're skipping a few of them because we don't got time for that. But so you think in order to even do a schedule like that, do you have to, do you have to look like Chaney where you got to be just, you know, kind of toned and jacked and ripped out of your mind? Or do you got to be, <laughs> you know, like a young gun like yourself? Uh, I don't think you got to be ripped. I think it's gotta be because it sure takes a lot out of you driving through the night and stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's super tough. We're I was here last night till six, you know, getting here in the morning, working every day, all day, just getting everything ready. 
I still got to get the Ultra Fours ready for uh, Crandon as the next race through the through the rocks back there and stuff. So there's still, you know, a lot of work to do to get ready for this next stuff and all that. But I have a blast doing it and I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Um, with all this this crazy schedule that you have, where is like your main focus at? Is it still on like the champ points and championship or is it just kind of like your focus is on all of it? Like I want to be winning everything. Yeah, I you obviously want to win everything, but right now, now that we're getting towards the middle of the season, you know, I really need, like before ERX, I was really focused on, on getting my pro stock dialed to, cause I was writing points lead for that. I was like two points or something out of the lead. So we were going for that now, like turbo, I'm writing the points. So now I'm really focusing on everything I can do in turbo. And then really pro stocks, just like records or checkers at this point, you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> But like we're tied for MAO points right now, points leading that. So we're going to go for that. Um, leave Thursday here, see what we can do. There's only three races left there. So I had a little bit of bad luck at the last two, but we're going to try and bring that home. And then the ultra four stuff is more kind of for fun. I mean, we're racing against turbos with NA cars and, uh, we didn't do too bad. We were both running top 10 at, at visions weekend, that big weekend that they got down in Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, that one's more for fun, but we're just finishing every race down there doing the best we can. So, um, I know that, you know, obviously you and your pops are heavily involved with, uh, with Yamaha. Is there any sort of, um, I guess, future plans or aspirations to, uh, branch outside of UTV or is that kind of where the deal is at right now? Or, you know, you guys are, are all about Yamaha. Is there any like thoughts of like maybe pro spec or pro light or anything else like that? Or, or, you know, something that you want to do one day? Yeah, I mean, right now our Yamaha deal is uh, it's for champ off-road and nearly champ off-road only. and Or I should say short course only. And uh, they're doing a little bit with this Ultra 4 stuff. They help pay for this uh, R-Max thing we're doing. So maybe they'll start dabbling into stuff like that, you know, and in other events like wood stuff and like that. But in terms of like trucks and all that, like Pro Spec, Pro Light, Pro 2, Pro 4, it, it doesn't really make sense for me right now. I mean, the UTV thing is going so great for me right now. It's... Uh, the only thing that you can relatively uh, be competitive with making money and potentially making a living right now at, at this uh, off-road racing thing is super hard to do it in a truck. And a lot of people are realizing that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm having a blast doing UTVs. You're working on the same thing pretty much every day. So you get it down to a science almost. And yeah, I'm just having a blast. Keep doing these races and doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, geez, like how, how old are you? I don't even think I got a chance to ask you like how old you are. 16. Yes, dude, being 16 years old, you're, you're heavily involved, you know, in, uh, in, in short course and, uh, you know, UTVs, you, you are a, a favorite sometimes in, in some of the classes. Um, you know, what, what is that like? I mean, when I was 16, you know, I'm eating <laughs> pizza puffs and, uh, you know, sun chips from the gas station at lunchtime at school. Meanwhile, you're out here crushing ass. And what is that, what has that kind of like been like for you just like growing up and realizing that, Hey man, like this is, this is different than a normal 16 year old life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I think we're pretty similar. Cause last night I got home at 10, grabbed a box of pizza. <laughs> <and went to-> <laughs> <laughs> I went to bed, but like, I'll, I'll eat them Jack's pizzas every day. You know, like <laughs> dog like I had, had a frozen pizza on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just doing my own thing right now, hanging out with friends when I can, you know, just like a normal kid. You just, I was in public school, you know, and all that. So, uh, 
just doing doing everything a normal kid does and all that. I mean, it's not really any different different to me. I mean, you know, I still got friends. I still go to like the sports events that that all the kids. I don't do any sports anymore, but uh, I did last year. Even played some basketball and stuff. But yeah, just hanging out with friends and all that. It's really pretty much a normal life right now. Yeah, and and so like, and you don't have to say where, but you do go to like a public high school. You said correct. Uh, well, I did last year, this year, I'm going to do like an online program, but I'm still enrolled through that high school and I still get a diploma from that high school. So it's very similar, but now I basically, instead of going to that school, I'm here at the store every day, working, working on my own stuff, doing a little bit of parts for the business and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's online program. It's still the same thing. Every, every kid do. It's just, this will be the first year where I'm, I don't actually get up at, you know, like seven in the morning and go to school every day, but. Yeah. And the only reason I asked is uh, because, so I, I got the opportunity, um, geez, 2021, um, when we first started doing Rush, is that uh, I I was not the biggest fan of, of CJ growing up. And I had a lot of, I had a lot of misconceptions, you know, of CJ or, or I'd, you know, a bunch of questions I'd wanted to ask him. And when I got the chance to like sit down, do the interview and, um, I asked and, and Jeffrey's like, yeah, ask him any question you want. So sat down, asked it respectfully. And, um, I don't know, I guess for me, like when he was 16 and kind of going through it is that he didn't get a chance to go to public high school. You know, he was homeschooled. He had a different life. He had different expectations on things. And it kind of like bummed me out <laughs> hearing <laughs> that, uh, you know, he's missing out on some of that 16 year old life. And, and I'm not trying to make this like a, preach session. Cause I, I you know, you're, I believe your dad's going to point you in any direction that's positive. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think that's why I ask it is just because I think about that. And then I'm just like, like I would, I want anyone to have a normal 16 year old life, relatively speaking for a 16 year old who's going to fucking mid America and racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, that was what my biggest worry was like, Oh, are you going to still hang out with friends and stuff like that? And I'm like, yeah, I'll do whatever, whatever they want, you know, go to sports games, ride some pit bikes at night, do whatever. But, uh, like back then, I think CJ probably would have had to do like a traditional homeschool. I'm not sure if there was any programs, but like now you look at like every dirt bike kid, you know, that that's an up and coming amateur, even, even if they're not on a factory team, a lot of them are still doing the, the online school stuff and, and all that. It just is, it's a little bit more feasible for us who are traveling the world. I mean, I missed so much school last year that it, I mean, it wasn't even fun for me, you know, like, <laughs> like I, I was like, Oh, now I got to go make up 20 pages of homework and all that. So now I can do it whenever, wherever and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, first of all, that's great to hear, to know, mm-hmm. like times are changing, things are developing technologies there to allow you and other athletes who are young to be able to, like you said, travel the world yep. and uh, go do these races. Um, I think is, I think is incredible. And as far as like that kind of stuff goes, and I don't want to kind of be the dead horse here, but you know, you mentioned other, other drivers or factory riders, whether it's motocross, supercross or anything else like that. Do you ever, were you big into motocross two wheels or are you strictly a four wheel guy now? Well, now I'm strictly four wheel in terms of what I race. But uh, like when I was a kid, I started riding dirt bike when I was like three. And I did that all the way. I think I did one race on an 85. And then I transitioned fully to a short course with the short course cars and things like that. But I mean, I still watch every motocross, every supercross race that I can. You know, I have blast listening to 
shows and stuff like that, watching all the dirt bike things I can. It's probably my favorite, favorite sport to really sit down and watch and all that. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I still got, I got a 250 at home, a couple of pit bikes. I got a little track in my backyard, go rip around now once in a while. And, uh, yeah, dirt bikes is, I mean, it's where I started this whole thing. And it's where a lot of these guys started, you know, my dad, Johnny, CJ, they all started with dirt bikes. And I think it's a really good transition for anybody who's, uh, trying to get an off road. Have you had uh, any major injuries or were you pretty lucky to kind of get away scot-free with, uh, riding dirt bikes? No, I've, I've never had any injuries, so, so I've you, been really lucky. So, so you think you could, uh, you think you could beat Lyle in a one-on-one? I'd be pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that young spirit in him still. <laughs> He's got them young knees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I got I got a nice little pit bike track in my backyard. And my buddy's got a nice little sand track for a pit bike. We could go get some rain. In. That's what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so if I jumped on a pit bike, I'm going to need you to stiffen up that suspension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to stiffen up the suspension for Jeffrey and Tito uh, when they show up. <laughs> and then you got to give us a uh, lap head start. <laughs> <laughs> the TRs, dude, them things are stiff when you get them. I'm always bottoming them things up. <laughs> oh, fuck. Break my back. <laughs> Why ain't you here? He broke his back at the Van Amperin place. <laughs> but uh, no, man. I mean, dude, it's it's wonderful to hear, you know, that, uh, you know, everything's, everything's going really well for you. Everything's going really great. Um, you know, you got MOA or uh, MAO next week, and then you've got Lena. Um, I guess the last kind of questions I just have for you then is um, uh, rest of the season. Then I guess what's the game plan? Like like you said, checkers and wreckers for the for the stock, and then for turbo, um, do you plan on playing the long game when it comes to being out there in the race, or are you just like, hey man, like win, wins wins get you championships? I guess like what's that mentality for for pro turbo the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean. Pro stock these last couple of years, it's always been wins as championships. So, I mean, coming into this weekend, I had two wins and CJ had two wins. And obviously it went the way of CJ and not me, but like for turbo, these last years have been, who doesn't DNF? If you get a DNF, it, it usually is the difference between you winning the championship and losing, especially with 50 points a day. But right now I'm down 20 points to, to CJ. So I need to win a few races here at dirt city. It's, it's five points for fastest qualifier, which is this year. It's been a strong suit and me as fastest qualifier. So I need to go for that and then just let the race come, come into its own and wherever I am and wherever, you know, these people are DNFing and stuff and, and capitalize on that. But this year it's turbo. There hasn't been as many DNFs and problems as there has the past year. So it's becoming more of a, you need to win as many races as you can to, to be champion. Oh, and, and, and man, I, I, since we obviously a UTV driver, yep. what were your thoughts then on, uh, on, on mid track Crandon then for so obviously going from the short track to the mid track, um, especially being in UTV, like, like, what, what do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, it was the best change uh, any tracks made in the last couple of years that, that I can remember. I mean, going through that whole Argon corner, it, it's a difference maker before you Crandon, we were wide open pretty much the whole track in UTV. Yep. Not, that little technical spot, you know, and it actually got really chewed up at the bottom of the hill when you come up by the spotter's tower. So you had a, you had to really be careful there that nothing was going to happen because it got some pretty gnarly holes and it was definitely a difference maker between uh, a little bit of driving and fast car, you know? Uh, and then uh, just your thoughts on, on Lena then, 
as a, as a track, especially from a UTV mindset, because this is something that we've said before is we think Lena is a great UTV track. It's just really tight and tough for any trucks to, to make a difference on that track, I guess. Then what are your opinions on, on yeah, Lena? It's, it's still a little tight for UTV in my opinion, yeah. but it's not as bad as a truck. I mean, turbo we're coming into them corners sideways and gets a little tight and hairy sometimes. But then I also think like, ERX, that hairpin is uh, just as tight as that corner at the bottom of the hill, and it's tighter than any other corner on that track. You know, so it's everything has its uh, handoffs and all that, but it's a fun track. I mean, it challenges the drivers. You you got to get out of there without any problems for sure. You know, if you can get out of there sitting good, then you're probably sitting good for the rest of the season. But yeah, I think it's a fun track. It's uh, it's definitely different than any of the other ones we got in the calendar. Um, speaking of all the tracks, uh, what track do you think suits your style the best? Um, ERX always has just with that motocross background, you know, like yep. I was saying, whoops and all that. Uh, Bark River, I think super fun, especially early on in the week before uh, it starts to get really blue groove. This new Cranon track's a blast to me. But uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy them all. They're all different, unique in their own ways. But ERX is probably the one that suits my style most. I've I've actually had a lot of success there in the past with speed and all that. And I finally got a win this year there. And then obviously had the bad luck and crashes and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> so now I don't know what to think of this going forward, but <laughs> so other than those crashes, yeah. great fucking Yeah. Track. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Owen. Well, Hey man, we appreciate you uh, calling in. We appreciate you taking our call uh, actually in the little, uh, little, mishap that we were having, yep. but, uh, dude, we appreciate it, dude. Great job on, on Saturday getting the, the turbo dub and, uh, man, we will see you at Lena and, and best of luck to you this weekend at, uh, MAO. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. It's awesome. with podcast and all that for the sport. So keep up what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right, brother. Yeah. We'll see you in a few weeks yep, later. Right, good one. Too young to say it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> People are probably. I wonder why we didn't say it. Yeah, didn't even say it to uh, Kyle Duke yeah, either. Yeah. I feel like that's stage fright for yep. me. Stage fright. That's one of those where like, ah, we'll wait. Yeah. Well, he's in that one. Yep. Can't scare him right away. Yep. yep. Can't. Can't just. Uh, oh, that, that reminds me. We got to call Kleiman. We should. We should. should. The 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 one question one for Kleiman. What's what's the one question? What should we ask him? Should it be racing related? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if you watch it this weekend to be, I don't think he did. Oh, he was, I think he watched it Friday. I don't think he watched it Saturday. Cause I got breakfast with him on Sunday and uh, he went concert, to a right? yep, post yep. Malone concert. So why are you going to so many concerts? Yeah, well, I, I did say something to Hunter too. <laughs> I did you? I say? was like, damn, another concert. I was like, this is why you can't fucking race. <laughs> I spent all that money. <laughs> well, what should we call him? Yeah. I don't have his number. You don't have his number. I don't I think, think I have. His should we try your phone again? Yeah. I don't know why that's weird. I, I think my port might be uh I wonder if it's just dirty from like because the thing broke. Yeah. yeah. I wonder just if it's crusty. just like just crusty. What's what should the, the question be? I don't know. One question with Kaiman. Should we just ask him hot take? Just be like, oh what do you God. think of Brandon Holder? I don't know if I have Kleiman's <laughs> number. I don't I might. I thought I did. Usually when I talk to him, it's let me see. That's that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's embarrassing. I think I got it. Do you? 
Yeah, it's under climbing at least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here you go. One of the climates are going to you know, be answering. You know, he's going to l- listen to this and he's just going to be like, mm, you don't have my number? number? No, you never gave it to me. Yeah. What should we ask him? I don't know. Um, we got to do something funny. Like, uh, oh, oh no, I don't, he didn't see the Bob Brandon Holcher thing. I was just going to say, should we ask him that anyways? He's got to, he's had to hear it. No. Maybe, a, I don't know, a Pro 2 related question. It's got to be. He's, you know, that's the question. That's the class he's paying attention to. Oh, for sure. Maybe something on Friday. What happened on Friday? Holcher got Holcher out. won. Went ahead and won. Anything crazy? I know Keegan broke a trailing arm. That's about it. Any passing? I can't even remember what happened there. Anything exciting happened? Ronnie took second. Mickey took third. What happened to Beat? Beat get uh hit? right Right away, he said that... Uh, I had hit. contact with Mickey, and then I kind of set him up over the berm, and he went a lap down. I don't even know. So I don't you, know. You started on pole. Would you have won? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll call him, and, and we'll, we'll we'll do it on the fly. Yep. Here we go. And then, and then we'll uh, wrap up the podcast. He probably doesn't even have my number. I don't think so. Oh, he probably does. Yeah, he's probably like, who's calling me? Because it's a new number. Yeah. Guarantee he thinks it's like a spam call. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, oh, because it's always a seven. Yeah. yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And this ringtone is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> At the tone, please. No. Nope. Well, you want to try calling him off your phone? One more time. I don't even know. I don't even think he has my number. He doesn't? I doubt it. Should I call him one more time? This way. No, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. We're already two hours, 20 minutes in. No, that um, was our try. Failed yep, again. Failed again. He, uh, yeah, doesn't have Jeffrey's. No- Jeffrey's, oh, Jeffrey's not here. Yeah. He uh, he left uh, 15 minutes ago. Yeah, probably. Just upped and left us. Up, up and left. I mean, we'll even see if he listens to this. Yeah, he never listens when he leaves. He never listens when he leaves. Except oh. that last time. That was a one-off thing. He's definitely not going <laughs> to... Oh, he's no, like, he's these not. guys won't say it again. Oh, that's what I should have said to Owen. I was like, who's your favorite Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Call up Owen real yeah. quick. Yep. Who's your favorite Jeff? And then he's going to be like, what do you mean? Like, who's your favorite... Yeah, Winkler or Keeble? Yeah. Just let us know. Should we call him? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> yeah, no. He's got too much shit work. Yeah. But no, yeah. it was a pretty good podcast. Dude, I enjoyed that podcast. Yeah. That was a really good podcast. And I and I think with Kyle, we could have, dude, we could have talked with him yeah. forever. And he said the same thing. We could just knock it out and just go on and on. We only talked about two, three classes. Yeah, two, three, or we talked about three incidents. Yeah, yeah, incidents. We didn't even talk about like the racing. Yeah, like like the whole weekend or even Superstock or his thoughts, yeah. opinions on like, you know, the season and whatnot. And, um, no, I mean, I think it's great, mm-hmm. uh, to hear from them, uh, to have some, some sense of reassurance Yeah. instead of just being completely like, well, you know, I hope he's fine. I hope everything's going great. Other than, you know, the Instagram updates that you yep. may get. And, um, no, we're, we're pretty lucky and fortunate to, uh, to be able to have him yep. on and, and he wants to be on pretty much after, after the weekend races. So we can kind of, yeah. you know, break down some of the passes or issues or whatever it may be. And he can be our, you know, off-road analyst or, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, but no, I, I, 
dude. I think it's great. I, I, I think it was great that he was like, you know, we can talk about what somebody did wrong and we can also talk about what somebody did right. Yep. And, you know, talking about like Keegan and, and how he raced and, and how he's able to put himself in a, in a good position to, to pass and not like crashing yeah. or anything else like that. So, um, nope. yeah. Uh, amazing insight on him. Like you said, it's always nice to hear from like a racer in general yeah. of what was going on or go, goes through the racer's mind in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Erex was something else. Yeah. Drama. Fuel gate, yep. um, positions being docked and then not docked. Yeah, giving back, taking away. Yep. <laughs> you know, somebody, you know, up up in the tower, whether it was, you know, talking to champ, whether it was spotter stuff, like that whole thing. Yep. And, and and I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like we're respectful enough to where we don't necessarily have to say names. Like some people do yep. know, you know, again, like allegedly, potentially, whatever, you know, rumorville you want to call it. Yep. You know, some people know. And if you know, you know. And if you don't, it's like, well, then just know that. That something happened. That, yeah, that, yep. there, were, that mm-hmm. there was drama, that there were issues. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, until you're able to freely talk about it, I, I feel like that's not our, yeah. our you know, how, how we roll. Yep. We're always going to bring the information, speculate on it. Yeah. But. Never be like, oh, hard facts. This yeah, is what this it is. is. This is what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was just going to say. It's never like we just said, hey, this is what happened. This is what we heard. Yes. And and, and that's what this platform is. Yep. Is this is what we heard or this is what the grapevine is. This is what, you know, the short course world is is up to what's yep. happening. Um, Again, with all that, uh, the passing, you mm-hmm. know, the Bob Brand Holcher thing. Yeah. Um, comments were... Thrown around yep. and then and then deleted uh, on the uh, on the, on the video. That. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was, got spicy. Yeah, that was getting. And I don't know. <clears throat> I I'm okay with stuff like that happening because, I mean, obviously for us it's engagement. Yeah, <laughs> it's engagement. It's comments. Um, but for me, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with defending whoever side you're on. Yep, because you're loyal to that person yep. on, on whatever it may be. Yes. It's, it's bigger than racing um, at the end of the day, but you're just defending your, yeah. your driver or whoever you're affiliated with. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Like I, I was telling this to Jeffrey, I admire as well on how fiercely loyal, like Daniel and Paul are to RJ and like that, the, yep. that West coast bunch. Yep. Like they are, in his corner and, and I admire that and that's great. And, and Jeffrey's like, that's probably how we are yeah. with like Keegan with yep. the whole cup thing. Yeah. That's exactly how we were, <laughs> <laughs> whether, whether it was right or wrong, yeah. but, but to have his back and, and, you know, even sometimes step back and be like, okay, we're, we're too, we're too, we're too close yep. to this and we're not objective. Mm-hmm. So no, uh, ERX, hell of a weekend, yeah. crazy weekend, crazy weekend, crazy races, crazy drama, a lot, and, of, a lot of shit happened. A lot of shit <laughs> happening. And I'm sure RJ and CJ are fine now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure CJ goes back and watches it and is like, all right. Like, yeah. Like I said, heat of the moment type of thing. You're a racer. Things happen just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and when you get sent for a ride, <laughs> yeah. it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Of course you're looking at someone to be pissed at <laughs> yeah. other than yourself. Yeah. And uh, I mean, how often do you actually go for a ride after contact with somebody and yeah. you're like, it's, it's my, oh, that was my fault. Yeah. Yep. hardly ever happens. Yep. Like if, if you're going in a turn hard and you roll it yourself, no one else to blame. <laughs> Even then people are like, there's a fucking rut there. 
And uh, so <laughs> it's, it's racers, mm-hmm. uh, pro two stuff, pro four stuff, turbo stuff, yep. uh, stock stuff with, with, you know, again, Kyle said, got called up. Yep. How's that front end? How's it supposed to be? Don't know how that developed. Yep. Um, you know, if, if, you know, you stock super stock guys are out there listening. Um, I don't know. Message us. Let us know yeah. how, how it, what happened, how it developed. You know, we're not going to like air out every single bit, but it, it'd just be nice to know, to know the result. Yeah. It's like, Hey, is, is, was this deemed illegal? Was it not? What are the repercussions of it? Yeah. And what's that going to be like going into Lena now? Because it's funny. We did the super stock thing. Everyone was like very complimentary of each other. Yeah. Good guys out there racing, blah, blah. And then as soon as the cameras turned off, it was just like, Protest, illegal, yeah. illegal, yeah. illegal. And then Joey had something on his story that I was reading like all weekend. Like, I didn't even know that was like a thing. Like uh, the racing, was this a racing incident or was it clean or dirty or whatever? Did you see that? Mm-mm, I did not. Like on his story, he kept putting up like whatever happened in the first turn. Like I'm guessing it was Holter or somebody, but they were bumping going up the jump. Okay. And he was asking if this was like clean or dirty. And I didn't even know that was like a thing yeah. until he posted it. Again, to me, it looked like racing, but I'm guessing yeah. somebody said something to a point where he had to put it up there. Yeah. Like someone was calling it dirty, I'd imagine. Oh, but like you then, said, nothing, like as soon as the cameras were off, gloves, gloves came out. Yes. <laughs> um, and then also, I think just to wrap it up here to clarify, uh, getting Beauchamp is not a reference to Braden. Yep. From what I understand, <laughs> it is a reference to Trey. Yep. And Trey is Trey's Trey. Yep. I you know he's he's gonna go out and race hard. Yep. For twenty bucks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he sees a glimmer of hope. Yep. Taking it. He's he's <laughs> like that golfer, like you said, that, that uh, slices one into the woods. Yeah. And he's like, I got a gap. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, can't hit a f- wide open fairway, but I can hit this <laughs> hit this little gap here in the in these trees. Yeah. You go a little wide. I see it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like my in mine. Yeah. <laughs> that little, that little glimmer of inside mine. <laughs> um, someone said, uh, uh, <laughs> change it from Beauchamp to uh crash tray. Is that what they said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ruthless. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm sorry if, if, if Trey, if you're taking that personally, that, like it's, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at how clever yeah. that is. And um, man, sorry, bud. But that's just the yeah. world we stepped into. Yeah. And I, I had no idea going into this and now I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm invested. I yeah. wish we could do. Yeah. And I hope that's how this episode goes for everybody. Yeah. Like you don't know a whole lot about these guys, but then we put it out there. Now you're invested in that class. Yes. Like I am now. Now, uh, now I see why you go up to it. Yes. And that'll be me from here on out. It's like, all right, let's just go see what they're up to. Let's go see how this racing goes down yeah. now. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. If, if we're not busy around that time, I always try to like go up and at least watch. Yeah. And um, I, I do think so far they've been pretty nice. I think so too. Like so far this year. From what everybody's told me about that class, I haven't seen it yet. And I feel like it's, it's coming undone now. Yes. <laughs> I, and I'm not saying I'm hoping at Lena, we get to see Superstock, but in the same breath, Superstock has not done. Superstock has not been Superstocking. Yep. If that makes sense. I feel like Lena's a place where it's going to happen now. Yep. It's all it's, coming. It's brewing. 
That's all. That's all you needed. A few races under their belts, and they're like, "Well, he hit me. He took me out. Yeah. He's got this. That's illegal. He's got this points." Yeah. Scott Blanger's coming out of nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good on him, though. No. Good on him. So, uh, no, dude, we're two hours, 30 minutes in. Yep. Uh, hell of a podcast. Uh, if you're still here, still listening, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for taking time out of your day, two hours, 30 minutes out of your day yep. to listen to us ramble on, listen to us to talk. Uh, we're, we're, wherever you're traveling, thank you. Hopefully it was a long trip. <laughs> uh, if you're heading to Lena, hopefully you're coming from somewhere far away and yep. out down the road. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you on behalf of Jeffrey. Um, not here. He's uh, got other obligations. Yep. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so thank much. You. We will uh, see you guys next week. Um, actually, you know, potentially later on this week. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with Jeffrey. We might be dropping two podcasts this this week. What? So. Potentially. I like uh, actually, I didn't even get a chance to text the other, our guests on that. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. And we will... Talk to you guys later. Uh, bye. Oh, man. Love, you. Love you. This is how legends are made. This is how legends are made. This is how legends are made.